It's time. Finally, a show for you. A once-a-week extravaganza, giving you the weekend's movies, the week's cons and entertainment events, what is worth watching on television for the week, the weekly comic book, novel, game, and collectible releases, as well as entertainment news and information. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture. It's Pop Culture Kaboom with your host, Jimmy Jones. Hello, world, and welcome to the Pop Culture Kabooms radio show. Spencer Stoner is here behind the big board and prepared to take your calls. That's amazing. And <laughs> Rob Nolte is here, too. Surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Didn't surprise me. I didn't, wasn't expecting you to be here, but here you are, <laughs> which is fine. That's, yeah, uh, I didn't need the extra pressure. No, not at all. I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly happy behind the board here. Good. <laughs> I, just more practice for next month. <laughs> next month. Well, so, yeah, I got my back to the, just so everybody mm-hmm. who's listening, I have my back to the studio door because the way the, the uh, studio is set up here with the uh, main board facing the door. And so I sit on the opposite side of that. So I'm staring at Rob and, and Spencer, and my back is to the door, which has a little glass pane so you can see out. Um I just noticed that they're okay. They those are on the inside, aren't they? The uh, they're kind of in the middle. The blinds, yeah, yeah they're the in the middle. Are, yeah. Weird. Okay, yeah. The so, controls on the inside. On, oh, they're on the. They are? Yes, that's that, that weird. Oh, I yeah, see that little now. widget okay. on the right mm-hmm. there. Anyway, so there's a little window. So I have my back to it, and all of a sudden, Spencer goes, "Hi, Rob." <laughs> I'm like, "What the?" <laughs> Freaked me out. I didn't. I'm like, oh, Rob is here. What do you know? <laughs> so last week we had no show. Sorry about that, everybody. But uh, weather um, yeah, prevented no, us no from being able yeah. to. Uh, uh, the way it works out, uh, and Rob and Spencer live on opposite ends of Nevada from each <laughs> other. And I'm kind of in the middle, uh, which is Carson City. And, um, well, I had 12... And 12.5 inches of snow, and Rob, you had 14 yeah, inches 14 of snow? to 16 in the front, and then 20 to 22 in the back. Dang. <laughs> How big is your house? <laughs> we have we have almost two acres. Wow. So. Yeah. We didn't but have it's anywhere just weird because the drifts, yeah. so like... That's why there's more in the back. See, it's so weird because where I live, it just came straight down. There was no wind at all. So there was like no drifting at all. I was like, this is kind of strange. It's just... But Carson's, I think, is closer to the mountain, you know what I mean, than we are. Probably, but we do get a lot of winds. Oh, yeah, yeah. From Washoe Valley and and all that. So so because of that, I don't think you got, what, like... <laughs> Two inches. Oh yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Where I got didn't get much much snow at all, but we ended up getting a lot of rain. Yeah. So it froze, and it froze the roads. Yeah, fast. I bet. Yeah. So that's that's why we didn't have a show last week. So I apologize for that. Uh, if you were going to be listening to catch Sandy King Carpenter from Storm King Productions, sorry. <laughs> but we weren't here, so I did talk to her, and uh, she will be here next week. Yay! So Woo! we'll be talking with Sandy King Carpenter from Storm King Productions then uh, regarding everything. But tonight, my computer is not hooked up to <laughs> I thought we just saw you go dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, but tonight, <laughs> dramatic and lighting. Perfect timing on the laptop's part. <laughs> uh, on Ed's part, anyway. But tonight, uh, we will be giving you everything you want, everything you need from pop culture entertainment with the latest news and information from the past week and a sneak peek at releases coming out. Pop Culture Kaboom's radio show is also your place on the radio dial for you to talk about your favorite fandoms. Tonight, we'll be joined by Quizmaster Scott of 
Sporkle Pub Quiz with Scott for our weekly Sporkle Pub Quiz question. And two prices, prizes you can choose from, and both of them are really good. Uh, Samuel over at Galaxy Theaters in Carson City is going to be here for the February update for Galaxy Theaters. And we'll also be joined by Tony Sanfilippo of Filippo's Horrible Reviews to go over this coming week's movies. Our special guest is the Wild West Championship Wrestling Champion, the Mexican Werewolf, El Chupacabra. Uh, we'll be talking with the Mexican werewolf, El Chupacabra, about his wrestling career. The WWCW Presents Heartbreak Saloon all-ages event that will be going on next Saturday. Uh, who will be on the card? What titles will be up for grabs? Who the Mexican werewolf, El Chupacabra, is keeping his eye on as a potential challenger to his world championship and his involvement with Hood Slam Wrestling, which is usually out of the Bay Area. Hmm. Oh, I'm just adjusting it. Oh, later. okay. <laughs> you threw me off there. I'm like, oh, is not something not transmitted? Uh, to, so if you'd like to add your thoughts, comments, participate in this Sporkle Pub Quiz with Scott trivia, talk about your favorite fandoms, or speak with tonight's guest, you can call 775-515-4141. If you're, however, too shy for the phones, you can send a DM to me through the Pop Culture Kaboob Facebook page, which I will read and answer on the air. Uh, but if you don't want to comment during the show but still would like to leave a comment, you can reach us 24-7 by sending an email with your questions, comments, or concerns. You can send emails to popculturekaboom at gmail.com and follow these simple but very important instructions. In the subject line, put question, comment, concern, or my fandom in the body of the email. Please add your first name. No last name is necessary, but a name is necessary because I will not read email addresses on the air. Also, include the city and state or the city and country that you live in. Then fire away with what's on your mind. Bear in mind, emails are read on the air unless you specify for them not to be. And uh, just for those who are keeping track... Um, it is now the third quarter of the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, you mean that thing with the Usher concert that had kind of the little little sports ball thing going on before and after it? Sure, Spencer. <laughs> sure. Uh, it is currently San Francisco is leading by ten to three over the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. Yeah. So low scoring game. Uh, but in my opinion, the most um, unwatchable Super Bowl in recent memory. Because mm. I really just do not care about either team. Yeah, apparently, apparently they have a SpongeBob feed now too. Though, yeah, so. I saw that. Yeah. And it was weird because I saw the booth and it had like two guys and then SpongeBob and Patrick were sitting next to him. And I don't know if it was like some kind of weird CGI thing or something, <laughs> but they were blinking. Hmm. So I was like, wait a minute, how are they getting them to blink? And it must be the most elaborate costumes in the world, or <laughs> it's CGI. Don't they know. They do have costumes like that though. That blink? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes, technology Disney has come a long way. To, and, Disney and, actually used to have costumes that, when you spoke, would translate into like Mickey's voice or Minnie's voice or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that could be too much fun. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> in the wrong hands, it could be hilarious. In my hands, it would be dangerous. <laughs> but yeah, something like that. All right, I do have some emails. Michael from Sparks, Nevada. A great interview with Floyd Sumner. Uh, he puts Floyd Summer, but it's Floyd Sumner. Uh, but was also horrible. I couldn't help but keep thinking about the horrible Garbage Pail Kids <laughs> movie that came out. Yeah, I remember that thing, too. I never actually oh, yeah. saw it because I was McKenzie kind of Austin. freaked out by the um, animatronics myself. Yeah. 
Uh, the animatronics were disturbing and painful to watch. I don't know why they just didn't make it an animated movie. And I swear it traumatized my little sister. I didn't have a little sister, but I think my little brother. I don't know. I'll have yeah. to ask him about that. <laughs> I think that was before Floyd's time, he said, right? Because he, he just yeah, started it was. drawn afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm sure he was alive during that yeah. point in time. Right. But yeah. anyway. So, so it wasn't his fault, but it was his problem since he now works with them. <laughs> Eh, maybe it depends. I don't know. I, it's it's not something that like you see like even popping up on like Tubi or Pluto. You know what I mean? So it's not yeah. like yeah, it came out at the same time as the first uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. live action movie, but right? Yeah, and I think that's what inspired him to use that technology for that horrible movie. Mm. I mean, but yeah. Uh, hello, Eric in Whittier, California. Thank hello, you. Eric. Oh, we've missed you, Eric. <laughs> really. <laughs> I, I, I I love come, I love doing this show. I missed la- not having it last week, <laughs> and Eric's a part of it. So, fair enough. Uh, Did he get a lot of rain? Did he say? Yeah, he lives in Southern so- SoCal, yeah. so he probably got. So I don't know, Eric. Did you get any flooding? That'd be right. nice. Yeah. Let me know when you uh, when the delay finally catches up to you. <laughs> About uh, eight seconds. Yeah. Well, then he's got to type it. So. Right, yeah. <laughs> and actually, no, he listens on online, so I think there's even like a 20-second delay. Oh, mm-hmm. wow, yeah. So uh, Kevin from Sacramento, California, IA. Um, yep, see, now he's typing. Uh, I don't know why, but it seems instead of making decent movies nowadays, Hollywood is more obsessed with doing these stupid Easter eggs in movies. seems like every movie now has to have 20 to 30 of those things, and they're stupid. I want to watch a movie to enjoy it, not stress my brain playing a live action Where's Waldo. When did they start doing this, by the way? Um, it used to be called a reference or a callback and got coined as an Easter egg from the video game industry mm-hmm. who kicked the modern term off in 1972 with the game Moon Control. I remember playing that. Right. Mm. Uh, what did I throw? What do you... <laughs> uh, yes, he did get a lot of ring, apparently. Ah, yeah. Um, so, but in regards to your question, uh, probably since movies and television shows have been made. Yeah, my pretty best much. Answer. Uh, the best. Because uh, as long as television's been made, there's been nerds. Probably. And if there's nerds, there's going to be Easter eggs. Uh, yeah. The best uh, movie Easter eggs list was from uh, manofmany.com that I was able mm-hmm. to find and has its earliest entry as Alfred Hitchcock, Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds right. from 1963. Um, so. There you are, because I, I guess that was his like twenty third appearance mm-hmm. in one of his own films or right. something. Yeah, like he, that. Always, yeah he always appeared in his. Films. Yeah, he always had a cameo. On there was one movie where that took place on a raft that he. Uh, that what, he was had, he a fish? Well, yeah, no, he ended up putting a picture <laughs> of himself Olympic? in the yeah, newspaper. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, he's in the newspaper. Uh, yeah. yeah, he put himself in the newspaper so that he was still technically in the movie. Yeah, he, yeah, it's 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 where Stan, Stan Lee, Lee got his inspiration <laughs> exactly. for appearing in the MC, MCU movies is because of Hitchcock. Uh, oh, that was a joke for you, Spencer. What did you throw? Uh, Spencer said he missed me, and I wanted to know what he what did he uh, throw at me. Ah, okay. <laughs> Probably nothing, because I don't think he's got an arm to sling something all the way to Southern California. <laughs> yeah, not that good. Yeah. Um, so both of those are pretty good questions. Um, yeah, that I don't remember much about the Garbage Pail Kids movie because I didn't actually see it. I just saw oh, the trailer for it, and I'm like, ooh, heck no, I ain't watching that. We went and saw it. Yeah, it sounded. It looked like just. Bad. It was different. It was bad. <laughs> it was different. But, 
Well, yeah. Different well, good or different bad? I mean, for its time, you know what? I'll tell you, I was a fan of the Garbage Pail Kids, and I remember going to see it, and we liked it at the time. I actually have not seen it since, like, back in, like, the late, like, early like late 90s when it was like show up randomly on like tv but like since then <laughs> Ew, like, it would show up on tv yeah and you know wow. like like yeah. you know like cable tv oh okay you know? but like <laughs> since then i don't even think like streamings i like i haven't even yeah like, i don't think i've ever really seen it pop up like on yeah. netflix or hulu or right anywhere. yeah no exactly <laughs> or even like Tubi or pluto you know the free yeah. services so it's like some anybody who gets the licensing rights no right. you take it no you take it and then yeah, right. Apparently nobody wants it actually. Yeah. So. And then as for me, for the Easter eggs, I, I don't know. I don't. I will gotta say, watch the movie twice. The first time, don't worry about it, and just watch the movie second time. Then go hunt. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if you want to go hunting at all, do it yeah, on the exactly. second viewing. There's yeah. so many, and like in 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 all honesty, a lot of them you have to be at home, being able to freeze frame so that you can see that. Because it's they're generally in one second marks, you know, it's a book on the shelf or it's a poster reference that you see briefly yeah. or, you know, so most of that you got to have the timing a, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> and be, you know, the, a good VCR, you know. Yeah, I remember we had many a, a, a debate in our households, you know, and it was before DVD. So we had to pause the tapes and stuff. Yep. Let's see. We had everything from Easter arguments about Easter eggs to whether or not Luke Skywalker's fly was unzipped when he fell over in Empire Strikes Back. Who would even be looking for that? <laughs> I'm I'm, we are a family of nerds. Okay, that's, we love that's minutia. Still, just like a that. random thing to yeah. be like. I want to watch the Star Wars version of Free Willy. Like, Let's... <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, well. Back to stuff. <laughs> uh, oh, it is now 10 to 6. Uh, San Ooh. Francisco is still winning. 10 to 6 over to Kansas City Chiefs. Yay. Uh, there are now only 209 days until Carson City, Nevada's first ever pop culture and comic book convention, Kaboom Con. 97 to Now Productions will be putting on Kaboom Con Saturday, September 7th, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. You can follow Kaboom Con on Facebook and keep up with the details on all the vendors. You can sign up for the art contest. You can also sign up for the cosplay contest. You can do both, actually. And you mm -hmm. can keep up on all the activity announcements and panels that will be taking place throughout the day. And, of course, the special guest announcements for Kaboom Gone 2024. A limited number of pre-sale tickets are on sale now through Eventbrite.com. And a portion of the proceeds from Kaboom Con will go to Cold Nose Rescue and Sanctuary in Mount House and... KNVC 95.1 FM Community Radio. So, yeah. Do we know when uh, Mark is going to be on next again? No. Um, I haven't even thought about trying to do that. Probably uh, when we get a little bit, probably sometime next month. I'll uh, talk to him about being on. Just curious about updates. Because they yeah, got, I, uh, I know Oak Bridge is being um, recorded right now, so yeah. uh, which is going to be their science fiction audio drama. So I'll be looking forward to that um, when that comes out. So probably closer to the release of that and then to get an update on anything new. Um, I know they got more vendors and more um, food trucks signed up over the oh, past couple of weeks. Good, good, good. So, yeah, I've been watching the, the Facebook feed and... Yeah, they've got a lot of good, great stuff coming up. Good, good, good. So the only thing really good about the Super Bowl is that the uh, a lot of the trailers are now being released. Right. Um, yeah. Like oh, an hour ago, the new trailer for the uh, 
uh, Planet of the Apes or, or Kingdom of Kingdom the Planet, of, Planet, of, the Planet Apes, of the Apes, which leads directly, kind of, I guess, into where it gets into with the uh, original Charleston Heston one is where yeah, the enslavement of the up. humans. Yeah, um, so <laughs> that's what it appears. They're anyways. chasing people through the through the woods and the trees and stuff like that. So, but they're still looking more ape, but they're kind of turning more. They're looking a little bit more um, Cornelius and mm-hmm. whatever her name was, human like. <laughs> Yeah, more human-like monkey. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, kind of interesting how that's kind of progressing with that movie. We also got our first look and an actual title. Um, it's yeah. not going to be Deadpool 3. It's going to be Deadpool and Wolverine. Right. And uh, it's definitely heavily, heavily tied in with the TVA. Mm-hmm. Um, they got new football uniforms, apparently, um, <laughs> from what I saw. And uh, Well, he is the, he is the, the Marvel Jesus. Yeah, that was my favorite part. <laughs> and the guy's like, okay. You're right. <laughs> I kind of rolled my eyes at that one. But I'm at the TVA with their new uniforms. I like when yeah. they're like, you, you were unconscious. You saw yourself. I wasn't unconscious. And like, you know, the guy like, just like bypasses it like, all together. Like doesn't even like flinch, you know? And it's like, no, seriously. Like, you know, like you wouldn't put it past him either. You know, like... <laughs> I couldn't figure out that he, like, stapled that wig onto his head because when the guy had a hold of it, and then when they showed him the next scene, it had, like, little sprouts well, of hair. Well, they had, like, uh, glue and stuff that they use on toupees and stuff, so mm-hmm. it was probably something along like that, and, so, and yeah. glue kind of held on to some of it. Probably. More than likely. That's what I was kind of wondering. And then, uh, But again, I wouldn't put it past Deadpool to staple it on either. Yeah. <laughs> True. And I thought, I was like, and then they were showing the trailer where he was having like a birthday party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Went to a TVA. If you haven't seen a trailer, you're going to see it. I mean, it's up on the Pop Culture Boom Facebook page right now if you want to go and check out the Deadpool trailer or the Deadpool and Wolverine trailer, mm-hmm. I should say. Um, but as, uh, I was like, oh, and I got I lost. Know. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know where you're going. <laughs> Oh, so uh, you, you covered the Planet of the Apes and... Oh, and what, then there was Deadpool a Wolverine? Wicked. Right. Wicked. Out, Wicked. No, yeah. it was uh, something about the Planet of the Deadpool and Wolverine trailer. Well, Wolverine didn't really show up. Uh, you saw his shadow at the very end. Uh, you looked at... Uh, well, he was sitting at that table and he kind of like had a... Didn't he have a, like a white dinner jacket on like the Mandapur um, yeah, st- yeah, timeline yeah. storyline? But yeah, you, never, you, never, you didn't get a really good clear look at him. Right. Yeah. No. Um, and so they're really trying oh, yeah, to yeah, he was having a birthday party, and I was like, wasn't, didn't that person die? <laughs> oh, his, yeah, the so, wife, yeah. Well, the wife, and yeah, but then, time uh, travel was involved, so yeah. she got better. Yeah, right. And then, what's his name? Um, the guy with the mustache. Uh, Pete Wisdom, that character, yeah, mm-hmm. from Deadpool 2. That was his name, Pete Wisdom? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he's nothing at all like his comic book counterpart. <laughs> <laughs> but he was there, too, and he died in the last movie, yeah, but too. time travel, so. he got better. No, I think he was hallucinating. I don't think he was time traveling, unless he did time travel and bring them yeah. all there, and that's why well, the yeah, TVH he, he was using, Yeah, he was using cables. Uh, well, that's rather sliding. assumptuous, because it didn't show any of that. That's how Cable got back to to, to kill uh, the little But that's not, kid. Uh, they didn't specify that in the trailer for this movie, that that's what he used <laughs> to bring people back to life and have them at a birthday party. Well, at the, right? end, at the end of Deadpool 2, he was doing that. He, 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 t- he told Pete that to he run. He did that, but he didn't. <laughs> anyway oh eric's cooking oh you better be making more for making some for everybody eric <laughs> and you better be able to ship anyway <laughs> yeah. 30 seconds yeah that's how long he has to deliver the food 
Hey, I, I, if the Super Bowl I, I stacks think even with the drone, it ain't gonna make it. Darn, like, darn. <laughs> I'm hungry. Darn, darn. Okay, if anybody can name that video game, I'll give them a prize. <laughs> uh, 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 the wonderful no prize that as popular. No, I'll give them an actual prize. Actually, oh, okay. if somebody can actually recognize that from a video game, hunger. I will give them. A, <laughs> I will give them a uh, prize if they call seven seven five five one five four one four one. Turn that down. Yep, oh, that almost blew my ears out. <laughs> yep, All right, so we'll be. That, <laughs> that was rather loud in the headphones. I, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> hey. And we'll be right back after this. Oh, burgers! All right, Eric. Woohoo! I know. All right. All right. Yeah, you better send us in 30 seconds yeah. or less. Anyway, we'll be right back with more Pop Culture Kaboom, Pop Culture Kaboom's radio show right after this. So don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Pop Culture Booms, a radio show. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture entertainment. And uh, I don't know what's going on with the Chiefs. They just fumbled the ball again. It is time for the <laughs> Sporkle Pub Quiz. No, it's like the second or third one to this game. Yeah, they're very Butterfingers today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it is time for the Sporkle Pub Quiz with Scott. And joining us right now is Quizmaster Scott. How are you, sir? Hello. <laughs> so if you would like to participate in the Sporkle Pub Quiz with Scott trivia... First off, anyone can participate, and <laughs> look at you guys getting your boards already. This oh, yeah. is funny. Uh, Quizmaster <laughs> Scott will ask you a simple multiple-choice question and provide you a list of possible answers. And, and then you can call in to 775-515-4141 with the correct answer, and you win. And you get to your choice of a prize. You guess the wrong answer, and we hang up on you, but quickly call back before someone else and guess again and again and again. Each wrong answer will be removed until we have either a winner with the correct answer or the show ends, whichever comes first. You can't win unless you call, and you can't call unless you are listening to know what the question and possible answers are. are, are pirate Day. Uh, so, what can you win tonight? Tonight, you can win a pair of tickets to Love Notes short film competition screening and awards ceremony at the Brewery Arts Center in Carson City, Saturday, February 17th. Uh, they have over 30 teams in the running this right. time around, a new record, and you'll be able to see every film that makes it to the finish line and who wins. There will be two screenings to cover all of the films, one in the afternoon and one in the evening, and you will be able to go to both of them. Or, and this is courtesy of Silver State Storytellers, and we have a Valentine's gift package from Carson Valley Florist. This package includes a box of roses and a necklace uh, that you can go and take a look at on the Pop Culture Boom Facebook page. So these are two great gifts, and even if they though these are something you're not interested in, you can give them to someone in your life who would enjoy them or use them. Uh, just something to keep in mind. So, Quizmaster Scott, what is the question of the week? For today, we have a question about movies. In 2023, it was quite a year for major film blockbusters becoming major film flops. With that in mind, what is the biggest box office bomb of all time? We got A, The Flash, B, Cutthroat Island, C, Strange Worlds, D, John Carter, or E, The Lone Ranger. 
funniest thing is four out of five of those are Disney films. <laughs> I Ooh, think. This is a tough one. It was Lone Ranger? Okay, now i got to look it up. Yeah. Lone Ranger was? Yeah, yes. Lone yeah. Johnny was, Depp? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Four of those five movies are, I think, wait, Cutthroat I think Island? three. Cutthroat Island, I think, is Touchstone. Oh, okay. Never mind. Uh, yeah, but that that, was that's Davis technically, anyway, Harlan, it is yeah. an arm of Disney, so. An arm of Disney. No, it is. They actually they opened up Touchstone as one as a way to release R rated movies. Uh, yeah, yeah, because that's yeah, because that's how they got uh, uh, like uh, Hoover and Roger Rabbit and such out. So, twenty twenty three was quite a year for major film per blockbusters, becoming major film flops. With that in mind, what is the biggest box office bomb of all time? Is it A. The Flash, B. Cutthroat Island, C. Strange World, D. John Carter. E, the Lone Ranger, Rob, Spencer, Rob, you are correct. Oh, I am wrong. Huh? <laughs> if you want to share with share uh, with Spencer. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that that was a tough one. That was I was like that one. That was tough. So, are you watching the Super Bowl, Scott? I am. Yes, and I was listening to the show, so. I might have to one day throw in an Easter egg uh, uh, trivia question just to make that mailer happy. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, maybe. I don't know if you would make them happy or not. But uh, <laughs> and now I got to find Easter eggs in my trivia too. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All well, right. Isn't technically trivia Easter eggs in and of itself? <laughs> well, Kansas City has just taken the lead. It is now thirteen to ten. Kansas Woo-hoo! City. Over the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, so you got your money on anybody? Not literally have your money on anybody, no, I, but are you just kind of just... Didn't, didn't really care. Um, I think I'm uh, probably rooting for the 49ers, but, you know, people online said that they're not scripted to win, so... <laughs> <laughs> have you been listening to the show? Because my idea of this is like, that is so dumb. How are they going to script out a game? And uh, <laughs> and like I said, what was it two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. As, uh, who is actually the, you know an organization has been around for almost a hundred years with over hundreds of thousands of employees. No one has ever come out of the come out and said that they do any kind of yeah, scripting. I, I saw this great. That's meme. what NDAs are for. Yeah, I saw, I, I saw nobody this. cares about NDAs. <laughs> I saw I saw this uh, great meme actually. I, I don't know anything about Jason Aldean. But so, I don't know who that is. He's a country music singer. Oh, okay. But it said uh, J- J- uh, Jason Aldean makes music for people who think that the port that the Super Bowl is that the NFL is scripted, but the WWE is not. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't think people that watch the NFL generally watch wrestling, but okay. Anyway, there's a lot. There's a large crossover. I'm sure there's a, a, a big. Crossover. I, I remember both. hosting. I remember hosting both Super Bowl parties and WWE <laughs> uh, pay per view event parties. Yeah, but do you think the, super, the NFL is scripted? Do I? Yeah, I don't think that there's a script. Do okay, I think then. that okay. there's some nefarious players sometimes? Yes, <laughs> that's called headhunting, though. But that's kind of highly illegal. But anyway, well, no, because there's sometimes it's like. Okay, that's just a little too close to well, because, spreads. And... <laughs> well, yeah, because, you know, we haven't really run into the Pete Rose of the NFL now, have hey, we? Yeah, I haven't. Mm. Uh, so. Well, you can't win. you got to have the, the teams that are playing are like 80 miles from the actual stadium. You know? 
Okay. So any news on uh, when you might be having a show? Not yet. Let's hope uh, next show I'll have some news. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next show we'll have some news. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Actually, I was I got to get with you because uh, we got to talk a, bit, a little bit because um, we've got uh, I've got to be giving away some tickets here for um, at the end of the month, uh, Thursday the 20, February twenty ninth to be specific is uh, going to be the advanced screening of Dune two. So, Dune two. Dune so I got to get with you Dune on harder. harder. What? Dune two. Dune harder. Is this, Dune like harder. This? Sequel to the Rock movie? No, Dune, D U N E. Zendaya. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> Timothée. Not Doom. Dune. <laughs> With Timothée. With who? Timothée. With Timothée Chamolais. Yeah. Oh boy, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> A great multitude of things. Would you like it in alphabetical order or or, or chronological? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm oh, excited. Yeah. For Eric that has movie, the Forty so. Niners uh, Luminati scripts. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it is a very red Super Bowl. Yeah, it is. It kind of messes with your eyes. It's like, why is my color off? Oh, that's just... And they're two different color reds, too, so that's why. (laughs) That's why you think your color's off on your TV. All right, Scott. Well, thank you very much for that question. Again, it is uh, 2023 was quite a year for major film blockbusters becoming major film flops. With that in mind, what is the biggest box office bomb of all time? A, The Flash, B, Cutthroat Island, C, Strange World, D, John Carter, E, The Lone Ranger. Call now if you'd like to give it a shot and try and win one of those two great prizes. It is 775-515-4141. That phone number is good from anywhere in the world, but those prizes are only for locals. Yes. So just bear that in mind. You'll get a non-prize if you try and guess it, like Eric probably did. Let me see if Eric did. Uh, He did not. Oh, no, he did. And uh, Eric, you are correct. (laughs) Go, Eric. I think Eric, that's the first one Eric got right. No, he got the other one right that I everybody else knew, but me. <laughs> I, can, I will always remember that. Okay. Oh, hey, you remember the Garbage Pail Kids movie? Me? Yeah. 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 Did you actually watch it? Uh, I think I watched like probably 30 minutes and then was like, uh, no. So I have no idea how it is. Well, what was your impression when you watched it? I mean, what, what... Well, he did only watch half hour of it, so and, I think that's a... That's a... Hey, it, <laughs> it passed Tony's 10, Paul Blart 10-minute 10, 10 rule, so... It was, it was a horrible movie. I don't know how <laughs> to say it. I mean... I also walked out on uh, Howard the Duck, too. So oh, well, I yeah. I, I, I like Howard the Duck. <laughs> I loved Howard the Duck. I, I took my grandma to see that. Well, my grandma took us to see that. <laughs> I'm sure she grandma had no like idea it. what it was about. And I'm sure she yeah. forgot about it as quickly as possible. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I'll never forget that. <laughs> Neither will grandma. It's seared in her memory. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I just remember seeing the trailers of it. I don't think I actually ever watched actually watched that movie. So that's kind of what I was wondering if you had seen it. I, as I said, I watched something like thirty minutes of it. I know the gist of it was something like there's a loser guy and uh, the garbage pail kids show up out of a magical trash can mm-hmm. and uh, uh, they try and can. help him win over his right. girlfriend. Yep, I think that's what it was kind of close to. Yeah, that <laughs> yep. sounds like the trailer. Yeah. It's pretty much every 80s movie with the loser guy. Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) And magical trash cans. That was uh, 
theme in the and 80s, the, the too. the magic of Hollywood, because then it you know, changes. It's not necessarily trash cans. <laughs> Sometimes right, it's enough. the mechanic that turns into the beautiful girl after she takes off you know, the coveralls. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and drops, she lets down her hair. Tail, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got to do the slow motion, little head hair whip thing going on. All right, Scott. Well, uh, thank you, sir. Uh, I'll let you get back to enjoying the game. Uh, no problem. If we can call it that. Uh, have a good night. <laughs> All right. <laughs> have a good night. All right. I close out the wrong window, so i got to quickly reopen everything again. And the wrong window. window. What? The rear window. The rear window. <laughs> I remember that movie. That's a good movie. That was, oh, yeah. uh, that's a Hitchcock movie. Classic. Yep. Or wasn't that, didn't Johnny Depp star in something like that or something? Somewhere weird. Uh, no, that was rear window. Yeah, same difference. Uh, <laughs> No. <laughs> I don't know. It was it, his was weird. It was yeah. about it was in a car, not in not. It was well, yeah. It was a, it was about a, somebody who was a super fan that st- a stalker that was stalking him because he did something wrong. But yeah. then it ended up that it was actually him and a multiple personality thing and blah 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 yada yeah. yada, yada. Secret window. That was it. Secret, yeah, secret window. window. Yeah. So Godzilla debuted in the nineteen fifty four film directed and co written by. Shiro Honda and has since appeared in 33 Japanese films produced by Toho, five American films, as well as video games, novels, comic books, and television shows. Godzilla has been dubbed the King of the Monsters, first used in the American localization Godzilla King of the Monsters (laughs) of the original film. Godzilla is a prehistoric reptilian monster awakened and empowered after many, many years of nuclear radiation. Uh, conceived as a metaphor for nuclear weapons, and now getting a big radioactive candlestone birthday cake from IDW Publishing, an anthology of new and beloved Godzilla creators telling tales that get to the heart of Godzilla's lasting popular- popularity. Celebrating 70 years of Godzilla, since 1954, Godzilla has been the king of the monsters. And what better way to celebrate than a gigantic anthology of tales that get to the heart of Godzilla's lasting popularity? Because we're like that, that repeating was, sentences. That, that was a redundant. <laughs> that, was, that was the weirdest that, intonation you had on that. Like, <laughs> well, it's like, uh, did I not Re- just redundant read sentence is redundant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, from the American Old West to modern Tokyo and beyond, this collection features stories of Godzilla fighting with its allies like Mothra against old enemies like the terrible Mega Godzilla and reshaping the lives of all who fall in its path. Nine Titanic stories by first-time and beloved Godzilla creators. Godzilla's 70th anniversary will be released on the 8th of May in comic book in a comic book 100-page one-shot, and then as a hardcover for bookstores on the 22nd of October. Oof. What? That one's going to be expensive. Mm-hmm. And thick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, you know, I wonder. Like, I, I want to see them in comparison. You know, because I mean, like that, because the type of quality of paper, the pictures, you know what I mean? Yeah, you mean between yeah. the uh, novel and the comic book? Yeah, yeah. that would be interesting, actually. Oh, yeah, because they'll probably use a higher quality paper in the for, book. The, for the book, I would hope. You know, I would presume, but, they yeah. could, but they could slack on the ink. Mm-hmm. You know, That's like. True. <laughs> Jonathan Hickman is already doing a couple of versions of Doctor Doom over in his Ultimate Books. Now he is taking to the, fu- taking to the future with Stanford Green for the final days of Victor Von Doom in Doom Number 1, a one-shot. This breathtaking one-shot from two of the industry's most mind-bending talents will showcase a universe-shattering shattered, battle between Doom and Galactus. 
Hey, a timeless testament to Doom's unmatched hub- hubris, determination, and self-preservation, Doom Number 1 will encapsulate everything that makes Doom one of pop culture's greatest villains in one standalone saga, perfect for all fans. One standalone saga? It's one book. Yeah, that's uh, kind of a contradiction there. It's, yeah. yeah. Witness Doom team up with one of the only people he respects, Val- Valeria... Richards to save all that is and to try to attain a cosmic status that he's only ever dreamt of. In the near future, Doom alone must save the Marvel Universe. Witness Dr. Doom on a journey unlike any he has undertaken before with Valeria Richards at his side. Doom goes on a quest to harness more power than any human has ever wielded before in order to try to stop Galactus from bringing about the death of the universe. Okay, I got Again. questions. I got questions. So Galactus <laughs> has to eat planets to survive. Yes, so right. if he destroys the universe, isn't that technically destroying yourself? And well, if he's a cosmic entity, don't you think he'd had the brain power to figure that one out? Well, actually, uh, <laughs> actually, uh, he actually was from the a previous universe before the Big Bang. That doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be in the next one after this. Well, but I'm, tr- I'm pretty sure that's probably what he's planning. Basically, or basically reboot, right, reboot yeah. and get more snacks. I was just going to say, like, you know, he's basically was the cause of the Big Bang, you know, like, so. You know, oh, I finished all the planets. Woohoo for me, celebration. <laughs> oh, here. Oh, look, I just created a new universe. He's not for me. Pac-Man. For me to <laughs> gobble. <laughs> he's not going to be, he's not gobbling out dots to get to the next level. It's um, For well, him it is. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is gobbling the dots to get to the next level. Uh, Doom number one will be published on the 15th of May, 2024. Uh, okay. And, uh, nope, About I don't five have seconds. time. Yeah, five seconds ain't enough time to cover this. So we've already got the Sporkle pub quiz question of for today. And to reiterate, if you'd like to try and get one of those two great prizes... Um, of either uh, tickets, a pair of tickets actually, to Love Notes short film competition screening and award ceremony at the Brewery Arts Center in Carson City on Saturday, February 17th, or if you'd like to get a Valentine's Day gift package from Carson Valley Florist, uh, which includes a box of roses and a necklace. Uh, these are two great prizes, and the question of the week is, 2023 was quite a year for major film blockbusters becoming major film flops. With that in mind, what is the biggest box office bomb of all time? A, The Flash, B, Cutthroat Island, C, Strange Worlds, D, John Carter, E, The Lone Ranger, 775-515-4141 is the number to call, and we'll be right back after this. Welcome back to the Pop Culture Kaboom, a radio show. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture entertainment. And uh, Scott says, uh, in regards to the uh, Deadpool Wolverine movie trailer that was uh-huh. released, uh, uh, he he just wanted to say he's glad uh, Deadpool didn't go back in time to save Shatterstar. So, <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would go back in time to save Shatterstar. No, hopefully not. But speaking of g- movies, um, since Deadpool and Wolverine did get released, it, did, it was kind of weird that they had that weird July... 26th release date when I thought it was being moved in November. But anyway, if you wanted to go see it, the best place to see it around here is Galaxy Theaters in Carson City. And on the phone with us right now is Samuel from the Galaxy Theaters in Carson City. And how are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. So what is going on at Galaxy Theaters? I know you were supposed to be on last week, but uh, unfortunately the weather kind of didn't 
could make that feasible. So we're kind of halfway through the month of February now. But uh, what what is on on deck for the rest of the month? <laughs> yeah, no problem. Well, I hope the weather is treating everybody a bit better this week. Uh, so this month coming up, we actually have Bob Marley releasing on the 14th on Valentine's Day along with Madam Webb. And then this coming Saturday, we have UFC 298, and we also have new um, episodes from Season 4 for The Chosen that we're showing here in the theater. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh, interesting. So it's showing uh, – what, what is showed, a, like I think last week was Episodes 1 through 3 or something. But what is shows The Chosen usually on, though? AMC, maybe? <laughs> Sounds I don't right. Know. Okay. Well, you guys know better than I because it doesn't sound like a I show I would it's watch. AMC. It's not something I would I watch. Like <laughs> I just but know it, I just know about it because it's a big show among Christians. Oh, okay. So that's going on. And uh, what about the following week? So the following week, we're go- going to be playing the Land of Bad, uh, beginning Friday the sixteenth, and then up until oh, our new next new release. We're actually going to be uh, showcasing a Demon Slayer Kometsu no Yaiba event on Thursday, the 22nd. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. If, only, if I didn't have to be what, somewhere else. What's, would, that, yeah. what's that event? Is it just the movie? Is there other things planned? Or So it's, uh, it's a world tour by the anime studio. Um, I'm not too uh, caught up on what it is exactly going to be showcasing, but it is going to be a snippet of some new content along with uh, previous season's content, too. Oh, I, I love preview stuff like that. That's awesome. I can't wait. To, I know that the new, that we talked about, I think, the new Demon Slayer movie that just came out, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting. Uh, are you guys going to be having that at the Galaxy Theaters here in Carson? Uh, you know, it's all up to the studios, but we're going to be hoping that we get our hands on that for sure. Well, I'm going to find out a number to call for everyone to call and demand. <laughs> that they, yeah. that they provide exactly. these movies for us here in Carson City. It's the state capital, yeah, for Pete's sake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, but I know that at the end of the month is going to be a big mo- big one because it's going to be uh, the release of Dune Part 2. So on uh, in advanced screening on the June, uh, February 29th, correct? Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Doom Part Two. Uh, I'm just checking on on my end. Yes, it it's Thursday the 29th, and it, it's already looking like we're picking up on advanced sales for that. So that's going to be a really great movie for us. Well, that means I got to get down there and get my get those tickets that I'm going to be giving away. Yep. So I'll be down there. Uh, what time are you guys close tonight? <laughs> uh, we're going to be closed around uh, 9:30 tonight. Actually, oh, oh, so you're going to have to pedal the yeah. metal. No, I ain't going <laughs> to make it tonight. tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I'll have to do it tomorrow. So I'll be down there tomorrow to pick up those tickets. Okay. Hey, sounds good. <laughs> so, all right, sir. Well, hey, thank you for checking in. So if everybody caught that, uh, this Saturday will be a UFC um, 293, right? Uh, 298. 298. Mm. So unclose. Kind of. You had, you had half of it. <laughs> yeah, it was half of it. <laughs> Okay. You know what? I'm surprised that uh, they're not doing any kind of like Super Bowl thing um, with showing the game on the screen. Is there any way to do like live TV like that, or does it have to be kind of pre-recorded? So, you know, uh, it it kind of depends. You, it, you bring up a good, good important question because like is that you have me at a loss for words right now. If you were to like host a, a private event um, and use the screen for something like that, you can. 
Um, but without like, you know, the official licensing and stuff like that, I couldn't really say. Oh, yeah. Okay. I see that. So, yeah. so if I were to host a Super Bowl party at the theater, I would be able to show the Super Bowl. Is that what you're saying? You no, know, I, I don't know the specifics on that. Um, okay. I, I'm sorry. I, w- I would, can you, uh, no, no, I was just curious for this question. No, no, no. I, I was just trying to clarify what you were saying. So that's why. So, okay. So it's kind of a, yeah. uh, an unknown kind of unknown Same. factor there with, uh, oh. if that can or cannot be done. Well, that's fine. So people, if you want to make sure you ask months in advance next year. Mm-hmm. So, that yeah. they can, so that they can yeah. and, uh, so next week next time it's 58-9 so you, I'd probably wait until like Super Bowl 60 <laughs> but that's me it depends on your team though that's the thing you know oh then I'll never go be watching a Super Bowl <laughs> that, I mean that's how people I mean I know that's how like I mean my, my team will never make it while I'm my, alive my parents went down as soon as the Giants went into the Super Bowl my parents were like we're going to the Super Bowl I'm like okay I didn't even know you had that kind of money all right we didn't we spent a third mortgage on the house that's what we... uh, but are you watching the game at all Samuel yeah I am actually I just had it on Ah, then it's now uh, 16 to 13. San Francisco is winning again oh, over oh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Are we still now. in the third quarter or fourth? It is now eight minutes and 40 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Oh. So it's getting close. close. Yep. It's almost over with. Yep. What's the spread? Three yeah. hours later. <laughs> What's the spread? I have no idea. Too late to go and check that out anyway. I'll say, so Samuel, you want to take a stab at the uh, trivia question tonight? Uh, sure. What is it? Okay. 2023 was quite a year for major film blockbusters becoming major film flops. With that in mind, what is the biggest box office bomb of all time? Is it A, The Flash, B, Cutthroat Island, C, Strange World, D, John Carter, or E, The Lone Ranger? You know what? Um, I haven't heard of Cutthroat or the last one, but I'm going to say Strange World. You haven't heard of the Lone Ranger with Johnny Depp and Armin Armin I Hammer? I didn't see that one. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, not a lot of people did. Okay, so you're going with C, Strange World. I will text you the actual answer. <laughs> okay. I'll let cool. you know if you want right or, or not. Right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, all right, sir. Well, thank you very much, and thank you for the update for Galaxy Theaters. And uh, if you're there tomorrow night, I will see you when I come down to pick up those tickets. Absolutely. We'll see you soon. All right, take care, and thank you, and everybody. That is Samuel from Galaxy Theaters here in Carson City. Very nice gentleman, and definitely go and check out everything that Galaxy Theaters is doing. Mm -hmm. If you need a private space, then uh, and you want to rent out one of the theaters, mm-hmm. give them a call. Yeah, all have, right, they have ones with very comfortable seats. Oh yeah, yeah. the reclining ones and everything. Those. Well, are, I know you can have private showings of movies. So yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah um, they have, a, they have you know a, list of a lot of movies you can pick from. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was. I'm going to see about this about uh, when I'm there tomorrow about maybe doing a private screening of Deadpool and Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'll have to look into that. So. All right. Yeah, I don't know the cost on like new movies. So. Uh, me neither, and it might depend on a lot of different factors. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm going to have well, a look yeah, into that's it. That's why you got to go ask. Yeah, got to find the info. So, um, Spawn number three hundred and fifty was meant to come out in January, but you know how things go. Bleeding 
Bleeding Cool broke the story that the subsequent issues of Todd McFarlane's Spawn, King Spawn, Ginks, Gunslinger Spawn, and The Scorched would be jumping forward six months. Although that was meant to be this month, Spawn number 350 is now scheduled for the 21st of February, with the subsequent issues shifted into March. This month marks a pivotal moment in the history of Todd McFarlane's Spawn. The monumental issue number 350 promises an unprecedented shift and new direction for the acclaimed Spawn series, initially in initiating not only a new era for Spawn, but also sending shockwaves through the rest of the Spawn universe of titles. Hmm. In wow. Spawn number 350, after a 250-issue vacancy, a new ruler will sit on the throne of hell. And this monumentous reveal will affect the direction of the main Spawn series storyline, as well as radically change trajectory of its monthly companion series, King Spawn Scorched and Gunslinger. This line-wide new direction makes February the perfect time for new readers to get on board with the Spawn universe. Yeah, it's hard to believe that that's been around for 350 issues worth. Yeah. I, I remember when Spawn number one first came out. Yeah, I'm same. surprised it's at 350. It should have been more, <laughs> quite honestly. Well, that's what I think. With all the I delays do. and oh, images, yeah. it, not yeah, always image been the ter- most. image was terrible about that at yeah. first. Yeah, and then apparently there was delays with this, too. So that's why it took so long for 350 to come out. Is he still with Image? Mm, yeah. Okay. And, um, Spawn is still uh, under the Im- image imprint. or So... Um, so, uh, perfect time for new readers to get on board with Spawn Universe. In light of this massive narrative change, Spawn number 350, along with King Spawn number 31, Gunslinger number 29, and The Scorched number 27 all serve as ideal jumping on points for both seasoned Spawn fans and newcomers alike and will offer compelling introductions to the Spawn Universe. The events of Spawn number 350 will change the status quo for these titles forever, and readers will want to see the fallout as the repercussions of the events unfolding in Spawn number 350 echo, 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 echo. <laughs> throughout the Spawn universe. They will impact the fate of every character. Um, kind of said the same thing earlier in the article, just kind of reworded it. But anyway. Yeah, like AI articles tend to do that. Uh, the balance of power will undergo a dramatic shift. Uh, characters both past and present will find themselves at the forefront of this ever-evolving storyline, reshaping the power rankings within the Spawn universe, continuing to showcase their creative ingenuity. Spawn and Gunslinger are set to undergo artistic transformations, too, as esteemed artists Brett Booth and Carlo Barberi exchange artistic roles, bringing fresh perspectives to both titles beginning with Spawn number 351 and Gunslinger number 29. These titles will showcase their new direction with a bold cover banner atop the title's logo, and future issues of The Scorched and King Spawn will also don the same call-out banner. Fans will soon bear witness to their beloved characters' struggles with the consequences of losing the powers once bestowed upon them from heaven or hell, while also adapting to their newfound roles and identities. It will affect everyone. Did you get? Did you catch that? It's going to affect everyone. <laughs> uh oh. Five minutes and 46 seconds left in the game, and it is now tied 16 16. Ooh. And which plays into. Wait, where's, is, there a bit, is there a bet on overtime? <laughs> you know, I was hoping for like a triple overtime, quite honestly. Oof. But I'm, I'm an evil guy like that. 
Anyway, from you the are com- evil. I am. From the comic books being released on Valentine's Day, February 14th at least here, I highlight the number one issues and or major story or anniversary issues that are being released because those are the ones that have the most value interest to collectors and investors. Don't base your buying decisions solely on my opinion. It, after all, is only my opinion. To keep the list to a minimum, I do not include in a trade paperbacks, graphic novel collections, hardcover, softcover volumes, or reprints. If you are an independent comic book company or creator and have something coming out, please let me know by sending me an email at popcultureboom at gmail.com. Put upcoming comics in the subject line and include in the body of the email the publisher's name, the title of the book or books, when they will be coming out, and their issue number so I can add the book or books in the future. First up, American Mythology Productions has Valentine Bluffs Massacre number one with a wallet busting seven cover variants. Antarctic Press has Jungle Comics number 25 with two cover variants. Boom Studio has Displaced number one of five with a wallet busting five cover variants. Comics Experience Publishing has Super Scouts number one of two with a wallet busting six cover variants. Tuskers, number one of three, with three cover variants. Critical Entertainment. I'm glad to see Critical Entertainment being listed in Diamond, actually, because I had uh, them on the show numerous times talking about uh, their uh, Critical Entertainment, talking about their comic books. Awesome. And and some of the ones that we actually talked about. Lifeboat, number one. Planetary Expansion, number one of eight. And Cowboy with Many Hats are butts coming out from Critical Cowboy Entertainment. Cowboy with Many Hats. Cowboy with I like many that. Dark Horse Comics has Blue Book 1947, number one of five, with a wallet-busting eight cover variants. If you find this, I'm already dead, number one of three, (laughs) with two cover variants. Okay. DC Comics has Red Hood the Hill, number one of six, with two cover variants. Sinister Sons, number one of six, with six cover variants. Dynamite Entertainment. Okay, pull out your guessing caps now. (laughs) Sweetie Sweetie Candy Vigilante, Volume 2, Number 1. Rob, your guess. Sweetie Candy Vigilante. I love that rhyming name. Um, 16. Ooh. Spencer? Uh, I'm going to go with 14. Ooh. <laughs> it's 15. It's 15. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bank-busting 15 cover variants. I can't believe you guys are like, boom, boom. Before and after. And also from Dynamite Entertainment, Vampirilla number 666. Mm-hmm. Take a stab at how many cover variants for that one. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past Dynamite to do 666 <laughs> variant covers. I'm going to go with 21. Spencer? Uh, just, for, just for the numerology of it, I'll, I'll go try 13. Wow. Um Rob, you were the closest. A bank-busting 19 oh, variants. Oh, wow. I was, I, that was my actual So much for my guess. numerology. It's like 19. Thing. No, it's Barbarilla. Okay. Oh, you guys are getting good at guessing know what they're doing. Okay. Uh, Image Comics has Cabinet, number one of five, with four cover variants. I'm not cabinet? kidding. It is called Cabinet. Creep- As opposed to Chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sequel is going to be... Um, Armoire. Ar- yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Creep Show, Joe Hill's... Wolverton Station, number one, one shot with three cover variants. Dutch, number one of three with three cover variants. Infernals, number one with a wallet busting five cover variants. Keen Spot Entertainment has Biden's Titans versus AOC, number one. With an. I'm sorry, what? Biden's <laughs> Titans versus, versus AOC, AOC, number one. <laughs> with a 
Wallet busting seven cover variants. <laughs> Interesting. That's just... I'm thinking three on Biden's team and three on AOC's team. No, it's the whole like team a... against. Actually, I had to. Read no, no, I'm talking about the cover variants. You know. Oh, like... okay, yeah, okay. And then like one with them all. You know. <laughs> Wow, and you should see those covers. Boy, I tell you. Anyway, that music, it means it is the top of the hour. If you missed any part of the show, you can catch it in replay, kind of, with the with Pop Culture Kabooms podcast brought to you by 97 and Now Productions. You can check it out and you're on your favorite podcast platform. We'll be right back with more Pop Culture Kaboom radio show right after this, so don't go anywhere. Welcome to Pop Culture Kaboom's radio show, Spencer Stoner. That's me. Rob Nold. Hello, hello, hello. And I, your not so humble host, Jimmy Jones. And we are here to talk about the seven pillars of pop culture entertainment. And let's get right into it. If you love the music of Marvel Studios' full Infinity Saga, you may want to mark your calendars for later this year. The entertainment powerhouse has just announced a two-night live concert experience at the historic Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles, California. The scores and recognizable character themes from across all the Avengers films, team-ups, and spin-offs will be f- performed live by the Los Angeles Philharmonic, conducted by Gusto- Gustavo Duhamel, uh, August 30th and 31st. You may think you've seen these stories before, but never like this. The event's description reads, Join the Los Angeles Philharmonica as we embark together on a live concert and cinematic journey through the Marvel Infinity Saga, beginning with the Tesseract being hidden on Earth by the Asgardians, all the way to Tony's ultimate sacrifice from an all-new perspective. Tickets are on sale now via the Hollywood Bowl website. Yes, Spencer? Oh, well, just, uh, you know. It sounds uh, like I, fun. Yeah, it sounds like it would be a lot of fun, but, you know... Yeah, twist my arm. I could not think of anything outside the uh, Avengers theme that re- was really memorable to me right off the top of my head. Captain America. Oh no, no, they're they're all really good, but you know, but uh, and even then, the the Avengers theme, I only think of it after, once it hits the bridge. Yeah, <laughs> but, right. but, I, I, but I don't think I'd be able to recognize yeah, any of the songs. Alan Silvestri did head. a good job, but it's not it's not right. like you know with uh, you know the Superman theme or or Danny Elfman's Batman theme. You know, there's not one that really I, just jumps out at you. I don't know. I can. I when I hear them, I usually can recognize them. Well, I can, but this it's just a, a zeitgeist thing, I guess. I'm t- trying to, to describe. Uh, okay, Eric. I'm sorry, Rob Spencer. Eric from Whittier, California, would like to know if either of you have seen the new Halo TV series. Yes. And no. Are you yes. on season two? <laughs> yeah, I'm on season two. And how's it? Uh, is, season two is much better than season one. Yeah, I heard season two, one was kind of crap. Um, yeah, well, they did some things that's not part of Halo, you know, and but I I really like the direction they're taking with season two so far. So, yeah, when they said that they weren't going to be using the video game as source material, it's like, then why are you making the darn show? I know. So I decided <laughs> not to watch it. Yeah, it's kind of dumb to make a movie about a video game and not reference the video game really, except for kind of yeah, it's like loosely. It's like just make up something new and call it something different. Because if you're if you're telling us that, you're basically just telling us, yeah, we just want people to to get it because of the name. Like like that re- name. like that reboot of um oh what was that uh um Total Recall? Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, I should have just named that a different movie altogether. <laughs> it's like, I'm it actually sure stuck a... closer to the book than the first no, than the first movie did. Yeah, like, well, I'm sure it's a good show. Uh, and Running all Man. That. Have yeah. you actually read the uh, mm-hmm. the short story of Running yes. Man? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love how the the original. The, I love how the book, The Running Man, ends. And unfortunately, I can't describe it on radio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, nothing, nothing like the actual movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I can no, tell you that. No, no. But I do love the movie with Schwarzenegger. Okay, yeah. so uh, it's, it's Crystal um, from Topaz. Uh, she uh, ended up at another theater and had the popcorn. It was so bad. <laughs> I look forward to my next time at Galaxy with the best popcorn ever. So yeah, they, I had a DF part. Yeah, but, but they have really good popcorn there. Mm-hmm. The book. Okay. Thanks, Eric. <laughs> oh, no. You're 19 to 16. You're 19 to 16 with a minute and 53 seconds left. Oh, it's it's coming to down to the wire. Can they pull it off, ladies and gentlemen? Who? <laughs> well, nope. Whoever's behind. Because uh, now uh, oh, the Kansas City Chiefs, so they got a minute uh-huh. and 53 seconds. It's been done before. And they have the ball. Yep. All they have yeah. to do is score a touchdown. Yeah. Like I said, it's been mm-hmm. done before. Or, uh, or kick or, a field goal or, or and or go into overtime. Goal overtime. Let's yeah. go with the overtime. Uh, the Television Academy knows we enjoyed the Emmy Awards so much that they're throwing another ceremony later this year. <laughs> now, Jimmy, that was probably your best joke <laughs> okay. yet. Okay. Uh, that's not really the reason. Uh, but we learned that the 76th Emmy Awards will be hitting screens on Sunday, September 15th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on ABC. Streaming the following day on Hulu. The show's host and producers were not announced, and the dates were the for the Creative Arts Emmys weren't confirmed. <laughs> well, then what are you talking about here? Uh, possibly September 7th and 8th, based on previous calendars. This fall's broadcast will mark the first time that ABC has been the home of the award show mm-hmm. since the Jimmy Kimmel-hosted virtual ceremony in 2020, a result of the COVID pandemic. The 76th edition of the... How can it go from 70 to 76 that quickly in three years? Oh, I, I never mind. I, I, I think you're adding. I um. Did, did, did you math wrong? I am totally <laughs> mathing wrong there. <laughs> I, I mistook 2020 for 70 for some reason. Of uh, the annual award ceremony uh, comes eight months after the Television Academy held its WGA and SAG After Strike delayed ceremony, taking place in January of this year. Now here's a rundown of the awards submissions calendar which is the first time I've been able to get my hands on this. So February 29th, open for submissions. April 9th is the deadline for to apply for membership to guarantee voting eligibility for both rounds of the 75th Emmy competition and to secure member entry fee discount. Applications must be completed and paid for by this date. Deadline for current voting members to apply for hyphen voting status and for associate members to apply to switch to active voting membership. April 26th, entry deadline for Engineering, Science, and Technology Emmy Awards. May 8th is the deadline for lapsed members to apply to reinstate their membership to guarantee voting eligibility for both rounds of the 75th and, and why is it saying 75th when it was saying 76th edition earlier? That's where I get confused. And to secure member entry fee discount, applications must be completed and paid for by this date. May 9th, entry deadline for programs that identify as primetime programming by virtue of genre and were originally presented June 1st, 2023 through May 31st of 2024. June 13th, nominees round round voting begins. June 24th, 10 p.m. Pacific time, nominations round voting ends. 
June 28th through July 8th, voting for peer group-specific top 10 round panels, if applicable. July 17th, nominations announced. July 24th, deadline for errors and omissions to the nominations. Week of August 5th, final round videos available for viewing. August 15th, final round voting begins. August 26th at 10 p.m., Pacific time as the final round voting ends. September TB to be announced date uh, for the Creative Arts Emmy Awards and Governor's Gala. And September 15th is the 76th Emmy Awards, ABC Telecast and Governor's Gala. Hmm. Just so you know, if you wanted to be a voting member of the, I guess, the uh, Emmy Award and Emmy Academy or television, whatever. You are going to be part of SAG for that. Uh, Well, never mind. So, um, 40 seconds left, and it is still 1916. But Kansas City still has the ball. Yep. And uh, let me see if I can get my screen to refresh here so I can find out what. First and 10. First and 10, where? (laughs) They're on the the field. (laughs) No, really? (laughs) I am passing complete. Timeout has been called. Okay, so let me see. They are second and two at the San Francisco 43. So they are in field goal range. So with 39 seconds left. And and and, uh, Rob has a feed up where we're seeing the kicker warming up. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Is he doing like the ballet? Yeah, 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 they're normal. Foot up by his face. Can, can, can. All right, what's your first? They're they're 20 seconds of fame that they get. <laughs> oh, 21 seconds, and yes. there was a no huddle shotgun passing and complaining what's going on now. Yeah, where the. I just ran a play. Where the kicker becomes the goat or a goat. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a long walk home from uh, to Kansas City from uh, Las Vegas, I can tell you that. Yes. yes Organizers yes, yes. behind the Game Developers Choice Awards have revealed the recipients of their special awards for the 2024 ceremony. The event will honor composer Yoko Shimura with this year's Lifetime Achievement Award. Are you shaking your head at me or the game? The game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just had to clarify there. Yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> for her work over the decades making memorable I can't believe she messed on up again. Um, memorable music. While Fozzy, F-A-W-Z-I, Fozzy, Mesmar will receive the Ambassador Award, which is awarded to individuals who elevate video games and the industry as a whole to a better place. Hmm. Game Developers Choice Awards Lifetime Achievement on- Award honoree Yoko Shimura is a res- respected Japanese composer and pianist who has delighted players across the world thanks to her work on many iconic game soundtracks. Yoko began her. I'm glad you just cut it out. Her last name there. Thank you. <laughs> Yoko began her career at Capcom in 1988, uh, where she worked on the music for titles including Street Fighter II, Final Fight, and The King of Dragons. In 1993, she joined Square and now Square Enix, where she composed the soundtracks for games such as Live A, Live, the Kingdom Hearts series, Final Fantasy XV, Super Mario RPG, and Legends of Man. Yoko later departed from Square Enix and founded her own music production company called Midiplex, where she will still works to this day, and she also serves as a member of the music label Brave Wave Productions. Fozzie Mesmar 
Uh, recipient of this year's Ambassador Award is an award-winning creative director, game designer, author, public speaker, and mentor. Uh, Ten seconds, still 16 to 19, and we're oh, at a second down. and seven at the San Francisco 33. Mm, player down, San Francisco player down. Uh, that's called a stall tactic. <laughs> so that they can catch their breath. Uh, I've been watching way too much football over my life. But anyway, mentor whose career has spanned over two decades in the games industry. Fozzie's career has taken him to the Middle East, New Zealand, Japan, and Europe, where he worked for several notable game companies such as Ubisoft, EA, King, Activision Blizzard, Gameloft, and Atlas. And he has worked for over 20 titles and had a hand in developing well-known franchises such as The Battlefield, Candy Crush, Mario, Rap- Rabbids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Rabbids. Rabbids, yeah. yeah. Star Wars and Persona series. Fozzie is also the author of the first ever textbook about game design in Arabic, um, Al Kalab on the Art of Game Design, and has co-authored nine comic books under the Men of Honor series. In recent years, Fozzie won the Game Dev Heroes Award in 2020 within the game design category and in the same year was named one of the industry's top 100 game changers. Both will receive their honors on March 20th. And it is now 1919 with three seconds left. Overtime. Overtime. Okay. Whoever bet on that's going to be making a lot of money. Six seconds left, and they just missed the pass in the end zone. Who did? Kelsey. Oh. Oh, I I think uh, they get the field goal or whatever, though. Yeah, they got a field goal, apparently, according to him. So your feed might be a little bit behind what he's getting there. It could be. It could be a delay on uh, the. I'm watching it live on. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I got nineteen nineteen with three seconds left. Ah, what do you got? Nineteen sixteen six seconds left. Okay, yeah, you're on a delay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but still, it's I got the real time. Yes, yeah. Unless, yeah. Uh, unless that run back is nope. something say, spectacular. Wasn't there, wasn't there a bet about overtime? I don't know. I'm sure there probably was. was yeah. Whoever bet it on overtime is going to be making a lot of money. Yeah, the refs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dang. Well, sheath the claws there, Rob. All right. I'm going to jump ahead to this one because this one's going to be interesting because EA Sports has joined dozens of companies and internet parties in guessing who will win the Super Bowl as they have used Madden NFL 24 to make the prediction. It only makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they literally have an NFL-branded game that could be set up for a CPU versus CPU game in what should be a pretty good simulator. The game has predicted a close-scoring game, but we know from previous experience that games cannot re- re- replicate passion, desire, and the will to want it more than the other guy. Well, how accurate, uh, how accurate was it? The game predicted Kansas City over San Francisco with a final of... 30 to 28. Ooh. So they might have been but off no on overtime. the score. Well, I don't know. They didn't say. Oh. But it did say that, uh, you know, it's going to be a close game, and somehow Kansas City is going to pull ahead. So it could go into overtime, but they changed the NFL rules now. So if they go into overtime and yeah, – I think it's whoever scores first now, isn't it? If you know, Whoever scores a touchdown first wins. Oh, yeah. But if the whoever gets the ball first goes down and kicks a field goal, the other team can go down and – either yeah. get mm-hmm. a touchdown or sc- kick a field goal and it can go and then after that whoever scores next wins okay. so yep it okay. is now into overtime <laughs> so we'll see how this game turns out because uh, currently it is 1919 
Kansas City and San Francisco. I just hope this means I have extra snacks when I get home from my from my wife making Super Bowl snacks. Mm. Well, if she made enough to last until the end of the game, they should be out. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's why I'm hoping that she makes extra now. I got to make extra for the overtime. Indeed. All right. So, Piazzo has held has a held a special Pathfinder live stream going live going over two new books coming to the Lost Omens. Tenzai campaign with the World Guide and the Character Guide. Senior designer James Case and senior developer Eleanor Ferron shared the stream with freelance contributors Brady Wang, Hiroma, Hiromi Kota, and Jeremy Blum to discuss everything inside the books without getting too on the spoiler side of things, as they first will help you craft the world for your campaign, while the other will help you build a character that fits into the setting. Pathfinder Lost Omens Tan Z World Guide. Dragons once served as the stewards to this land com- commanded by heavenly decree. New overtime rules. Uh oh. New overtime Look, rules? Yeah, it changed. Yeah, the screen, it though. changed right oh, when sorry. you showed it to me. <laughs> oh, they did just posted that there's a whole new overtime rules. This is the first game with the new overtime rules. <laughs> yep. Yeah, first they Super Bowl. Another, they, They're doing a new nether coin toss. Yeah. And whoever gets the ball, if yep. they go down and they it's score first a field possession. goal. Yeah, it's first possession. It's all based on possession of the ball. It's like what? weird. Yeah, first team gets possession, and the second team gets an opportunity for possession as well. Yeah, if the, like, it's a field goal that's scored and not a not yeah. a touchdown. If that they, doesn't say anything yeah. about scoring, just about possession. Oh, I betcha. <laughs> huh? Well, unless it's completely different for the Super Bowl, who knows? They just want to keep the game going. Uh, I'll, I'll have to finish that article at some other point in time because right now it is time for movies with Mr. Tony Sanfilippo on the other side of this break. And uh, maybe we'll have the uh, finality to the uh, Super Bowl. Maybe not. Uh, we'll find out. Maybe it'll happen during the movies. We'll uh, have to wait and see. Um, and we still got our big interview with El Chupacabra, the World Wild West Championship Wrestling Champion. We'll be here via phone. Uh, to talk to us about his career, about the upcoming WWCW wrestling event, Heartbreak Saloon, happening on Saturday, January 17th. So don't go in February 17th. So don't go anywhere. More Pop Culture Booms radio show right after this. Welcome back to the Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture entertainment. Each week, the film powers that be release dozens of movies, some of which you will never hear about except here. Each week's upcoming releases are carefully picked over from Rotten Tomatoes, and up to five films are selected from genres that I would watch, and those genres are action, adventure, horror, science fiction, anime, or fantasy. And that's pretty much it. With that in mind, we sit through some of the most hideous trailers ever made, and we'll read you the synopsis of each film, then give you our not-so-humble opinions. Bear in mind, Rob Spencer and I are not professional movie critics. We're just overly opinionated blowhards, but Mr. Tony Sanfilippo, Filippo's horrible review, is also a football fan, and he's probably watching the Super Bowl right now. Right? Tony? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had He's it too mute, focused so. on the game, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's an overtime. I was thinking it was going to be over right before, but it is still on. Yeah. Uh, for I, This is the first time I can remember a Super Bowl going into overtime. I don't recall one going in overtime recently. Uh, playoffs, for sure, but not uh, Super Bowl. Playoffs? 
Yeah, yeah playoffs. 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 <laughs> yeah, so both teams get a chance to possess the ball no matter what happens. Oh, it's not sudden death. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, no, but, it's not. Uh, yeah, it might be slightly changed for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think it's so. The, it's the new rule for the postseason. Uh, yeah. Bizarre. Now you get to see it in action. Bizarre. Yeah, it's 15 minutes. They get only get three um, timeouts or something. Yep. But what if they're still tied after that 15 there's, minutes? Um, so there's a there will be a two minute intermission between each overtime period if it's tied again. <laughs> um, there will not be a halftime intermission after the second period. The captain who lost the first overtime coin toss will either choose to possess the ball or select which goal his team will defend, unless the team that won the coin toss deferred that choice. It's in a dome. Each team will have an opportunity <laughs> to possess the ball in overtime. Each team gets three timeouts during a half. The same timing rules that apply at the end of the second and fourth regulation periods also apply at the end of the second or fourth overtime <laughs> uh, holy crap that is way too, too that's way too deep in the anyway, anyway, so, wow movies. that is a that is a lot <laughs> all right so movies with mr tony sanfilippo of filippo's horrible reviews you can catch all us filippo's horrible reviews of concerts television shows and movies at Filippo's Horrible Reviews. Here on the Pop Culture Booms radio show, we do utilize a carefully crafted and patented movie rating system, which goes as follows. If it is worth seeing in a theater at full price, it is a good, not a great. That is to be determined by you if you choose to see it in a theater. If it is worth seeing in a theater as a matinee or in your town's cheap theater, it is a so-so. If it is worth seeing it as a streaming service or as a rental or however you choose to watch a film while avoiding social interaction, it is a blah. And if it is deemed so awful, you should wait for it to be on public television it is considered a touch brown. And we got, uh, for the week of February 12th through February 18th, we got five movies for you. Five. And uh, so let me uh, throw the first one out there, or under the bus, whichever way you want to view it. <laughs> and let's start <laughs> with Lights Out. And, Not uh, to be confused with the previous Lights Out. <laughs> or the one before that, Lights Out, either. So, there's, so this is a new version of a film called Lights Out. And in this lights out, a homeless veteran, Michael Duffy Duffy Duffield, Michael Duffy Duffield, <laughs> makes a talkative Duffy. ex-con, <laughs> meets a talkative ex-con, Max Boomer, who knows his Duffy's skill after he gets into a bar fight and offers him a well-paying job competing in underground fight clubs. The pair form an unlikely partnership after their first fight and decide to travel to L.A. so Duffy can atone for his past and Max can pay back to a crime boss. <sighs> Sage Parker, Duffy enters... Oh, Sage Parker. Crime boss, the Sage crime boss, yeah. uh, Duffy enters Sage's fight club and eventually wins, but it also gets him tied up in the crime world and offered jobs he can't refuse, including one with Sage's partner and police officer, Ellen Ridgway. The deeper Duffy goes in, get, goes in this world, the more deadly it gets. Anyway, nothing says cheesy like an opening sequence where the main protagonist is standing and posing like a model in an active war zone. Uh, Frank Anger issues Gorillo fights Fight Club to deal with uh, whatever issues he is having that he wouldn't go to a CAVA psychotherapist for. But anyway, <laughs> uh, then comes uh, the subplot of corrupt cops who he somehow kills one, I guess, but they don't say why or how. And suddenly he's more connected to arms. Uh, 
arms uh, average citizens can't get than the Punisher. Although this is an action movie, it seems really boring, and I'm not sure if this, if it's the script, the direction, or that Frank Carrillo can't carry a film as a lead. It might be interesting if it had nothing else to watch, so believe it or not, I'm still going to give it a blah. Tony, what say you? <laughs> Oh, former military soldier joins the underground fight club. This leads to corrupt cops and uh, tons of gunfire and lots of violence. It stars uh, Crossbones Frank Grillo, and he must bring down the kingpin, presumably the chief of police, played by Dermot Mulroney. Um, It looks like bad guys doing bad things, lots of fights, and and there's a lot of just gunfire and stuff. But you know what? Compared to what we've been seeing a lot, I'm actually with you on this one too, Jimmy. I'm gonna give it a blah. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow! Uh, is this the first blah yeah. of the year? From... So far, second, from, from second, 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 second blah of the year. Okay, yeah, yeah. he made it all the way to February. Because you have had a long yep. ground streak. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. But I'll give this one a blah. All right, Spencer, what say you? Well, I, I actually do like. I really like Frank Grillo as Crossbones. He because. Um, even to this day, Captain America Winter Soldier is still my favorite Marvel movie. And he was a big part of that, actually. He had a, had a lot of charm. So I, I hope this is better than the trailer makes it look, because I really want him to have a good career. I, I do have to say, though, when uh, I was reading the synopsis here and it said he, was, he met a talkative ex-con Max Bomer, I was actually kind of hoping that they were meaning the actor Matt Bomer. <laughs> That's what I thought at first. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you know I really liked White Collar and I liked him in it, so I was like, oh, oh, oh another good actor in it. But no, no, so that disappointed me. But I, I, I like well done fight scenes, uh, uh, even if they are like street level, not like super, super, uh, you know, uh, choreographed like Marvel, like Marvel movies and stuff. So um, I'll go, I'll go there for the action. Uh, it's, I, I am. If I were a betting man, which I'm not, but if I were, I would bet that this is a turn your brain off and watch things explode movie. So I, I will give. Uh, so I won't go out of my way to find it, but I will watch it at home with a firm blah. Okay, <laughs> Rob, what say you? Oh, we got the Punisher as the Punisher two, three, or wait, no, sorry, wrong <laughs> movie. Um, but no, it's very similar actually. Um, so um, I I like Frank Grillo as the Punisher, so I. You know, I'm happy to see him actually, but I'm kind of worried about him getting typecast as this type of role. He, that, he, he wasn't be... he wasn't the Punisher, but he he does have that in that the, air um, to him in the Marvel TV series. Uh, no, that wasn't Frank Grillo. No, that was uh, what's his name who was in uh, Walking Burnthal. Dead. Oh, that's right, John Burthenall. Yes, that's right. Wrong person, wrong movie. <laughs> that's okay, all right. but I still like hey, Frank Grillo. Never mind. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking more of Jamie King because I like her. Maybe because the know? access to all of the weaponry he had just reminded yeah, you of the like, Punisher, <laughs> like a dead well, man. Yeah, I know, it, yeah, it exactly. Feel very I think, much like a, a Punisher. Movie. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. That's why I was like, okay, um, yeah, no. It has Jamie King. I like Jamie King. It's gonna be a blah for me because wow, I don't see myself going. Out I can't to remember see the last movie. time all of us came up with a blah for a movie. So all right, <laughs> yeah. Usually one of us is either very forgiving or very not forgiving. It's just, usually it's, I'm it's, very. You know, it's one. Of, it's like a Jason Frank Grillo has like Jason Statham movies. Mm. You know, they're gonna be turn your brain off, and you don't have to worry. All right, Tony. What is next? All right, the next one is gonna be Monolith. Is that how you say it? Monolith. Yes. Monolith. Monolith. Okay. Yeah. Well. Monolith. While trying to salvage her career, a disgraced journalist begins investigating a strange conspiracy theory. But as the trail leads uncomfortably close to home, she is left to grapple with the lies at the heart of her own story. 
All right. A mystery brick causes a podcaster to go down a rabbit hole of visions and the effects because the brick showed up in her house. Now, I do like the build up of the trailer. I like the weird music in it. It kind of does this slow build, which I thought was pretty cool. It reminds me kind of that movie Smile, where it just focused on the one lady until I actually saw the movie. And then I was like, mm, it's not as good as it looked. And while some parts of it looks a little intriguing, I have a feeling this movie is going to be just around this one person in this brick and the whole fact of it that she's crazy and everyone's going to think she's crazy. Um, so I really, it's not enough to pull me in. So I have to go with my first touch brown of the night. So touch brown. Okay. I don't think the person who wrote that, that synopsis got the right movie script because that trailer is nothing like it. <laughs> Watching the trailer, I, I am subjected to someone who with obviously rich parents who let, downtro let downtrodden daughter stay at their summer home or wherever while she continues to bolster her po podcast. Things get weirder and weirder. She tries to piece together an, an invasion of the body snatchers through bricks type of scenario or something. Uh, did I miss anything? No. Well, then I would uh, definitely have to be in a mood for this odd entry into overly cerebral science fiction. But I'm going to give it a blind anyway. Rob, what say you? All right. Well, it itself told us that it was a low sci-fi, which means that it's going to be a slow burn. And that yeah, the, the, the sci-fi yeah. is going to be very low. Like, it's, like, minimal. Like, <laughs> so... I, it just seems like it's going to be another one of those that, like, I fall asleep and then I wake up and I thought <laughs> I was in the same part again, but I know I fell asleep. So it's going to be probably a I'll add probably it'll end up on like one of those streaming services and my wife will turn it on and I'll end up having to watch it. So again, yeah, so it'll be like blah. <laughs> OK, me. I'm not going to go out and watch it, but I'm sure it'll end up on my TV. Spencer. <laughs> well, um yeah, it's 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 kind of weird. Lo-fi sci-fi basically just means sci-fi without the special effects. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I call it oh, the, it's the slow burn sci-fi. Breaking yeah. news: San Francisco just scored. Yep. It is twenty-two to nineteen. All right, so we'll see how that goes. Let's see so because I, now Kansas City has their chance to answer it in theory. I think yep. so. So yeah. All right, but uh, you know, the, it's 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 weird when you see a trailer that has reviews in it. Yeah, because it's like uh, yeah, you're already getting people's opinions, and th this is supposed to make you want to see it. It's because they show them at the festivals. Yeah, so the festivals, the festival yeah. crowd. And, and if you think about it, like Blair Witch came from the festival crowd. That's, and, that's true. You know, I actually did enjoy so it as the first. Part I, I think show, I think yeah. they're the ones who started that whole like let's throw all these things in there so that you go, oh it went to SFXS or whatever that stupid one in Austin is, you know. Um, uh, S by SXSW, yeah, what, South yeah, by Southwest, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, there's yeah. certain like people are like, ooh, because it used to be Aspen. You know, you used to like dream to have your movie show up uh, in Aspen. Yeah. And now it's not. Now you want to show up at the one in Austin. You know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I am. I have no problem with uh, with lo-fi sci-fi as it described it, and it, it sounds like it could be interesting. Um, but um, with that woman. As a single voice on a podcast, uh, really kind of proves why you know having having multiple hosts makes it more interesting. <laughs> Sometimes it does. Was it a podcast? I thought she was a writer. Oh, she well she was, but then she, she also had a podcast going. Podcasting. Okay, uh, I was like I thought she was trying to write her new story. That's what I, I don't know what the hell she was doing. I don't know. It was very, <laughs> yeah, it was a little it unclear. Was, like I said, yeah. it was very boring. I thought I fell asleep <laughs> during it. So, uh, yeah, but so but yeah, I'm probably with Rob that. Uh, 
you know, if it's put on, it's probably going to be because my my wife wants to see it, and I'll probably fall asleep and go, oh, what did I miss? Oh, you know, she was just talking for twenty minutes to to the rock inside her head, <laughs> right? So I was like, oh, oh, okay. So, so, but I have this little inkling of hope, so I am going to go with a blah on this. Okay. This, all right, up next is Land of Bad, starring Russell Crowe and Liam Hemsworth. Hemsworth, a covert special web forces operation in the South Philippines spirals into a brutal 48-hour battle for survival when an elite extraction team is ambushed deep in enemy territory. Rookie officer Kay is left outnumbered but determined to leave no man behind. With an airstrike coming in, Kenny's only hope hinges on the guidance of Air Force drone pilot Reaper, navigating unknowing, unknowable danger where where every move could be their last. Don don don. Oh, and again, we we are subjected to a movie that is really a remake of sorts of a better movie. What movie is it this time? How about Behind Enemy Lines with Owen Wilson and Gene Hackman? Remember that one? I do. Okay, that's basically what this is. With that in mind, while watching the trailer, I couldn't help but think, what a waste of good actors in Russell Crowe and the two other Hemsworth brothers. Still look, it looks entertaining enough, just uh, not enough to see it in the theater. So I'm going to give it a blah. Tony, what say you? Jimmy, you're going to love my synopsis I gave it. Are you ready? <laughs> awesome. This looks similar to Gene Hackman and Owen Wilson's movie Behind Enemy Lines. <laughs> I love when we think alike. Um, except this takes place in Vietnam, and I believe it stars Russell Crowe in Hackman's role and little brother to Thor, Liam Hemsworth, as the Owen Wilson character. The build and the music was rather dramatic while there was a bunch of action taking place. I did like en uh, Behind Enemy Lines, um, and I would give this a shot, but only from my couch. So that way, if I'm bored, I have a comfy spot to take a nap. So I'll give this one a block, fellas. Okay. But I love that we thought alike on this one. <laughs> All right, Spencer, what say you? All right, add, uh, add a third uh, Behind Enemy Lines comparison. Here we to go. The Barbie on that one. But uh, you know, but, but uh, I was just thinking with that with the synopsis added to it, it's kind of like Predator and and uh, Behind Enemy Lines were put into a blender. So the first half is the first Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger, except you have hem multiple Hemsworths. Yeah, I didn't know about Luke, Luke Stick about around. Luke Hemsworth. So I'm like, now there are three of them, and I'm like, no. But um, it's another Hemsworth. Yeah, I, I do like the, I do like the idea of Obi Wan Russell Crowe. <laughs> yeah, basically he's fulfilling the role that of uh, that uh, Bill Paxton played in uh, the old Navy SEALs movie God. Uh, he was he was the SEAL Team Six sniper. You know that movie with Charlie Sheen and Michael Bean. Remember mm -hmm. that? Yeah, it, it was a blink you miss it one movie. Uh, and then uh, he, so he's also Reginald Vell Johnson from Die Hard. Mm -hmm. uh, I, <laughs> Carl Winslow. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I am actually, so I, I'm actually, I really like Russell Crowe. So I, I, I really want to, want to give this one a, a good shot, but uh, I'm not going to go to the theater for it. I am going to give this one a nice drawn out, because we only have 10 seconds left. Okay. And it's neighbor, not neighbor. No, neighbor. No, it's neighbor. Neighbor. I'm gonna have to get a little bald midget in here to do it, say it, say it right for you. 
If you were watching the Super Bowl, you would have seen the commercial and know what we're talking about. Oh, yes. <laughs> it, it, it actually was just on right before I jumped on the show, so it's fresh in the mind. Okay. Well, with that music, it means that it's time for us to take a break. So when we get back, we'll be finishing up with the last two movies, No Way Up and Madam Webb. So don't go anywhere. More Pop Culture Booms radio show right after the, uh, with Tony Sanfilippo. Filippo's Horrible Reviews right after this. And welcome back to the Pop Culture Boom radio show. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture entertainment. And believe it or not, another four-yard pass. That ain't going to get you much. Oh, it'll get you four, four yards. yards. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you got to score at least a field goal here in the next two minutes and, and 48 seconds. Don't forget a lot of it's, it's, the touch, it's first down, first down, first down, first down. All right, let's recap for everybody playing at home. Uh, we started out with Lights Out. And that is a new movie, not the old one, and uh, Lights Out. And uh, we all gave it Blas, which was surprising. Monolith and uh, Spencer, Rob, and I gave it Blas. Tony is the only outlier with a touch brown so far this week. <laughs> Standing out like a sore thumb on here, too, if you... <laughs> <laughs> and Land of Bad. And uh, just to recap on that, starring Russell Crowe and Liam Hemsworth, a covert special forces operation in the South Philippines spirals into a brutal 48-hour battle for survival when an elite extraction team is, uh, is ambushed deep in enemy territory. Rookie officer Kelly is left outnumbered <laughs> but determined to leave no man behind. With an airstrike closing in, Kelly's only hope hinges on the guidance of Air Force drone pilot Reaper, navigating unknowable danger where every move could be their last. And that one, uh, actually, Spencer, Tony, and I gave it blahs, and yeah. Rob, wow. what say you? All right, so I don't know if anybody else was confused, but at first I thought it, like they gave, like Russell Crowe was like a, doing another horrible, like weird, like Australian slash Ireland accent in the beginning talking. He, oh, yeah, he was drunk, I think. Yeah, but it wasn't him. Like, <laughs> it wasn't him. I was like, okay. I had to rewatch it because I'm like, wait, he doesn't have an accent in the rest of the movie. I'm very confused. Like, <laughs> so I had to rewatch it. <laughs> um, but it's just like another freaking war movie that we've all seen before. I, I, I don't even think Behind Enemy Lines was like, even though it was based on a true story, I believe it was like prior to that, they would made a movie very similar to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um it's just the same, the same. It just, I don't know. Is it just to try to get all the actors in the Hemsworth family to like get stars in on Hollywood Walk of Fame? I don't know, um, because they throw in Luke in here too, uh, who has like he's he's always been like that. He has those weird, odd roles with like Emma Roberts and stuff. He's the older yeah. brother too. Yeah, but he's like has those weird roles, you know. So and the shortest one of the three, mm-hmm. which yeah. is weird. Yeah. yeah, but like I said, like he has those weird roles. So it's just like, okay, are they trying to jumpstart his career now? Because <laughs> I don't know. It's it'll probably end up showing up being played because it's Russell Crowe. My wife loves him, so <laughs> it's gonna be a blah, blah. Oh wow, the second full blah. Usually it's full, full blah. Usually it's full brown streaks, but we got full, full <laughs> blahs this week. All right, Tony, what so is one next? brown today? <laughs> so far, ah, so far, so far. So Here far. we go. Let's see. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's time to go. No way up. Ava, the daughter of the governor of California, is hoping for a peaceful getaway with friends in the resort town of Cabo, Mexico, with her faithful Minder, 
Brandon in tow. But when the plane crashes in the Pacific Ocean and comes to the rest of the edge of the underwater ravine, Ava and a handful of survivors are trapped in the airlock's cabin. Against the odds, Ava must fend for herself, content with bloodthirsty sharks, to find the courage to step up and lead the crash survivors to safety. Okay. <laughs> Though, this movie, I, this movie kind of threw me off. So I'm watching the trailer. I thought it was setting up to be like a kidnapping in Cabo, you know, okay. capture this important mm-hmm. daughter right. kind of a thing. Because the kid, the one oh, kid says, there's oh, no violence oh, hold on. Breaking news. Uh-oh. Breaking news. What? 25 to 22, the Kansas City Chiefs just scored. And it sounds like there's a car out of control in the background of Tony's. <laughs> well, one of the Swifties just is cheering. God, bleep, 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 and bleep, 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 bleep. I have a dump button. So are you talking about No Way Up or the game? <laughs> oh, gosh, the game, the game, like the stupid Chiefs. I hate them more than anything else in this world. I hate them. I hate this stupid team. Anyway. Oh. Listen to this guy at work go on a rant. Oh, the team's the best. Oh, the best. Ooh, you get to have fun look, tomorrow. Look forward to hearing, look forward to hearing that. All right, now back to this other uh, this thing. So, you know, the part where they say uh, the kid said, "Oh, you know, the Lombardi guard lets you lets you be on your own." So they're on this plane. I'm like, okay, so what's going to happen in Mexico? Well, then the birds crash into the engine, and as they land, the plane sinks into the ocean. Now, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how the other than the ones that didn't get thrown from the planes. I know how they didn't survive. They got thrown. But how was it that there's a big hole in the side of the plane and it sinks into the ocean that that back half of the cabin is not filled? And now all of a sudden you got sharks in the mix. So, you know, I'm like, okay, this is nuts. The movie is titled No Way Up. But the truth is there's no way you're going to survive at all. They're like, well, we've got four hours before, um, before we run out of air. Well, who's going to find you? Well, apparently there's some divers and then they get eaten by sharks. Then they still got to survive getting out of this thing with sharks. Um, <laughs> kind of ridiculous, but you know what? For as bad as I put it, it's not. It doesn't look realistic, and there's no way I'm going to go to the theater to watch it. But it is like a shark type movie, which I do like. So I'll give it a shot. I'm going to give it a blah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, long drawn out, man. Oh, long right. drawn out. All right. So uh, is it just me or does every movie coming out this year look like a cheap, sad version of a better movie? No Way Up, <laughs> case in point, looks and feels like a low-budget Poseidon adventure, but with sharks. Sharks that are, as in every shark movie, are portrayed as a stereotypical single-minded obsessiveness. So at this point, I don't care if they drown, get eaten, or get saved. Touch Brown. <laughs> Spencer? The only reason I want to see this movie at all is because of Cole Meany, the guy who plays the bodyguard, the mm. minder. I loved, I've loved him since before Deep Space Nine, you know, like when he was on Star Trek, mm-hmm. Next Generation Deep, right. and Deep Space Nine. I've, I, I have loved him as an actor for years. But I have to say, with his age and shall we say, swollenness? <laughs> he, he doesn't strike me as somebody who could be a, a, a full-fledged bodyguard. But 
and when he and when he has to go, you know, I'm going to go swim for the oxygen tank. I'm like, dude, I I think you have trouble going upstairs. <laughs> but but again, with, with how dramatic the the, the crash was, and, and I I did not read the synopsis before the movie before I watched the trailer. Uh, because I wanted to be surprised. And I'm like, wow, this is a lot of stuff going on for one movie. <laughs> but because I thought the same thing too. It was like going to be some kind of a kidnapping plot or something and Colmini would have to save the day. But I think we're going to get Colmini doing the uh, Samuel L. in uh, Deep Blue Sea mm. where he's going to be trying to inspire everybody and then he's going to get eaten or he's going to be the, or his being eaten is going to inspire the, the main protagonist to step <laughs> up. So, but... Because uh, the, the the crash and everything was just so over the top, I think I think I'm going to go with a blonde on this one just because I like watching wow. the over the topness. Mm. All right, Rob, what say you? Uh, well, let's see. I was actually on board with this movie, haha. <laughs> um, <laughs> until the plastic floating shark came through the window <laughs> to like three inches from her face and like didn't like his mouth didn't move. I mean, it was so bad, like. I was like, okay, that just ruined the whole movie for me. Um, and I'll probably end up watching it when it comes out on streaming just because I am still interested in it because I can block that part out when it comes out like six months from now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go with a blah. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to outline Touch Brown on that one. So I'm surprised. I, I had very high hopes at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, speaking of people who had high hopes, Madam Webb is the 400-pound girl in the room this week. And in a switch from the typical genre, Madam Webb, to Madam Webb tells the standalone origin story of one of Marvel's <laughs> publishing's most enigmatic heroines. The suspense-driven thriller stars Dakota Johnson as Cassandra Webb, a paramedic in Manhattan who develops the power to see the future and realizes she can use that insight to change the lottery. I mean, change it. Forcing the confront, forced to confront revelations about her past, she forges a relationship with three young women bound for powerful destinies if they can all survive a deadly presence. Present. Blah, 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 blah. Well, I don't know how deep into the woods uh, of the Spider-Man mythos but uh, this movie will get, but honestly, two versions of Spider-Woman and Spider-Girl. I don't see Madam Web in this movie uh, I don't see the Madam Web in this movie as being blind and paralyzed like in the comic book version. So almost immediately, I got to refer, refer back to how I feel about Hollywood changing things needlessly. So I am not interested in some weird Hollywood reimagining of Spider-Man characters. And for that reason, I'm probably just going to cut and paste those uh, these here thoughts for the Craven movie when it comes out <laughs> later. Uh, and when it finally does come out and like this movie... Uh, it's going to get a touch brown. So, Tony, what say you? Okay, so this is Sony keeping the Spider-Man franchise in-house by giving another character in the Spidey universe, in this case, her own story. And since we don't get any Marvel movies until Deadpool, and now titled Deadpool Wolverine this summer, um, I guess an associated Marvel movie will do. I guess. <laughs> now, I'm just going to say straight up, this movie looks poo. It was awful, and I don't. I think it's going to be a little bit better than Morbius. Um, I don't think this movie is going to do good at the box office, and I'm not going to go see it in theaters, but I will watch it at home again on my comfy couch. 
So I'm feeling I'm feeling the blahs this week. I hey, openly admitting I have a feeling this movie's gonna be bad, but I'm gonna give it a blah just to say I've seen it, <laughs> and I'll give it at least that whole nap rule. If it stinks, I'm taking a nap. So <laughs> All right, Rob, what say you? Yes, it's Fifty Shades of Red. I mean, oh, sorry. Um, now that my <laughs> um, so yeah, this I don't know why we needed to do this movie. Like she's we didn't. It's an obscure character that not a lot of people know about, and I think they could have done better. I'm hoping, in all honesty, I hope it's an origin story where they actually like at the end she is blind and paralyzed, and then we move on and there's a part two, and it's like way better. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So with that in mind, it's going to be a blob because I know I'm going to end up watching it because I do. <laughs> the blind and paralyzed version will be the, in the uh, end credits for Deadpool as uh, she go. gets drawn into the yeah. MCU. See, totally. Okay. And then we have Venom coming in. See, we could totally do it. So what was that again? Uh, <laughs> blah, blah. Blah. Okay. Uh, Spencer, what say you? I saw Morbius. I paid money for Morbius. I own Morbius. <laughs> I don't know what's worse. Yeah. And, My wife, maybe. And <laughs> n- no, the things we do. For I refuse. Love. I will not. I, I will not go see Madame Web because I saw Morbius. I see the quality of Sony's writing. Touch brown. <laughs> All right, and there we have it. The uh, Madame Web, the four hundred pound gorilla. La. Uh, Rob and Tony gave it blahs. Spencer and I gave it touch browns. No way up. Uh, everybody gave it a blah, except for me. I gave that a one a touch brown. Land of Bad, everybody gave it a blah. Monolith, everybody gave it a blah, except for Tony. That was Tony's only touch brown this week. And Lights Out, everybody gave it a blah. What a flip, huh? So it's kind of a tie between Lights Out and The Land of Bad. Oh, no, no. And and, 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 it was a very blah week. (laughs) Yeah. We've got a a long streak of brown, though, going up to come out of this. Yeah, no brown streaks this week. It's kind of like that great Super Bowl, but a blah victory. I'm not sure she's fanned in. You're listening out there. To our listeners, congrats to the Chiefs fans out there. No. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> they're fans of the show, Jimmy. And that's nice, but. Well, being on the I'm West Coast, nice. we'll probably have less people call out sick tomorrow. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, no, we will. <laughs> actually, because uh, I noticed uh, I was at the, uh, the Costco in Carson City, and I noticed that they had a big section, a standalone island. Of like champagne and everything, mm-hmm. and I, I'm like, they should put a sign up that says, "Did your team win?" And have all the champagne there, <laughs> and then a separate one with like all the whiskey and hard alcohol. <laughs> Did your, Did your team, team lose? lose? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that, that that's how they judge it at liquor stores. Quite honestly, people walking into a liquor yeah. store right now, they're selecting the uh, the Jack Daniels. Oh at yeah, halftime. they're Chiefs yeah. fans. They're, they're at halftime. <laughs> yeah. I- I it's gotta like, say, it almost feels like this is WWE fixed rigged in a way. Because <laughs> like you bring Taylor Swift in, a lot of revenue. Most of the people you heard cheering in the background are not Chiefs fans. They are just watching for Taylor Swift, and I kid you not. Really? Mm. Hey, that's all they wanted to win. So I, it's like it feels a little you, rigged. You, you know? can't blame the NFL. Four hundred percent increase in viewership. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Yeah, a show or two. Swifty got a ring, and you're one. And and you know what? And, and to her credit, she's like, I have no idea how many times they show me. I don't want them to show me. That's not you know why I'm there. You know. Well, well yeah, it's like she has no. She's not like got, exactly. She doesn't have an ear in the director's nope. booth. Exactly, and that's <laughs> why I like. And that's why it's just like it's hilarious. All right, you know? next week, 
is going to be uh, February 19th through February 25th. Here are the movies coming out, okay. at least that we're going to be talking about. Maybe <laughs> Spaceman, Maybe. Stolen Ooh. Valley, Parallel, mm-hmm. Cold Meat, <laughs> <laughs> and Red Right Hand. Is that a sequel to the Midnight uh, Train? <laughs> in that is the Spaceman. That's the Adam Sandler. Yeah, with right? the yes, weird, it is. Believe it or not. But, yeah, uh, it's weird as that. It's me in space, dude. Oh, really? Is that what seriously? Really? Yeah, what I see, Jimmy. I see a little alien. He talks to me. And uh, what's my life? That's before uh, my eyes. Yeah. Catch yeah. it on Netflix. I'm going to vomit all over this. <laughs> yeah, you, so it's, like a, it's, it's almost like a Jim Henson, like, Muppet. <laughs> Yeah. But Adam Chandler yeah. is doing his typical stupid No, character. no, he's no, he's no. he's more like no. as, as, he's more he's like, like a gems. serious role. Oh, like, wow. yeah, he actually looks like he's yeah. in a serious role. Yeah, but, but it's kind of like he's a, not doing the Billy Madison. He yeah. imagines like macking me with. Adam Sandler? Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's more on the lines of Uncle <laughs> okay, yeah, So, so is, the, is, the, is the Spider like, the, like Muppet Jim Henson or like Farscape Jim Henson? Mm, kind of in between. Okay. You gotta see it to see it. It's like weird. I haven't seen yeah, it yet, it's, so it's I'm interested in not yeah. seeing it, quite honestly. But anyway, so those are the movies coming out next week. as an arachnid. <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't have enough time uh, to get into the uh, next week. We'll have to uh, find some time to get into the uh, trailers for all the new movies, especially the Deadpool Wolverine trailer. Oh, that came can't out. wait to talk about it next week. Uh, yeah. That was my favorite part of the Super Bowl today. Me too. Deadpool and Wolverine. Love it. All right, really sir. enjoyed it. <laughs> that uh, we will uh, talk to you next week. For everybody else, it is the top of the hour break. So we will be uh, back here shortly as soon as uh, Spencer gets it figured out. <laughs> Later, neighbors. <laughs> All right. See you, Tony. Uh, everybody else, it is top of the hour. We'll be back with our big interview with the World West Championship Wrestling Champion, El the Mexican Werewolf, El Chupacabra. Right after this, so don't go anywhere. More Pop Culture Boom Radio Show. Welcome back to Pop Culture Booms, a radio show, everything you want, everything you need in pop culture entertainment. And for the first time ever, we are on the phone with the new Wild West Championship Wrestling Champion, the Mexican werewolf, El Chupacabra. How are you, sir? Kaboom! (laughs) (laughs) So I I take it you were watching the Super Bowl. Yes, yes. Actually, uh, we... uh, um... Just got done watching it, you know, nail-biting game. It was a really fun and uh, game. My my wife was sitting there at the edge of the seat the whole time. She hates both teams, just, you know, <laughs> just at the edge of the seat, just stressed out the whole time. Watching, like, oh, my God, just go for the ball. What are you doing? Um, she hates both but, teams, uh, just yeah, like the rest of America, game. actually. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, great game, great game. So now we're, uh, I'm leaving my in-laws, heading on home, and got a week of preparing for Wild West uh, Championship Wrestling on – next Saturday. <laughs> yep, for the Heartbreak Saloon wrestle, uh, event that's going to be going on at the Bluebird in Reno. Um, and this is an early all-ages show. I believe it starts at uh, 2.30 or 3 o'clock is the uh, door time. Um, uh, doors at 2.30, show starts at 3. 
There you go. So I was kind of right. <laughs> Yay. Yes, yes. So we haven't talked to you um, since you've become the uh, world champ or the champion over there at uh, Wild West Championship Wrestling. Um, so how yes, did you get I, your I, start I, in, uh, in, in, in wrestling? I got my start in wrestling. Let's see. So uh, I, I may look young, but I'm, uh, I'm pretty old. I've been wrestling a little bit over 20 years in the business. Um, I originally started training in Sacramento with uh, Supreme Pro Wrestling with uh, the big ugly J.D. Bishop and um, El Flaco Loco. And then um, during that time, I was in transitioning of moving from California to Reno, Nevada. And um, so I got trained by Brian Brigger and ECW original Mustafa Saeed um, here in Reno, and both at the same time while I was training with Big Ugly. So um, about 20 years ago, I was training both uh, Reno and then Sacramento, and then um, from there, I just got my honed my craft, um, picked up you know some promotions that allowed me to wrestle at their at their places, and then just uh, you know just made a name for myself from there. And speaking of names, how did you get the name Mexican Werewolf El Chupacabra? <laughs> Aside from the T. Um, so um, I, I I know that my trainer, um, Big Ugly JD Bishop, he's the one that originally gave it to me myself. Um, but his trainer, um, Brian Ward, that trained him in uh, Fresno, California, uh, North American Wrestling, he gave him the character of El Chupacabra, the math character. And uh, when I started training with him in Sacramento, um, basically, like, it was kind of a joke, you know, uh, like, hey, Big Ugly, wouldn't it be funny if El Chupacabra had, you know, um, a son? And well, all of us laughed, and they all looked at me, and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> um, so um, 20 years ago, myself, um, I was known as um, El Hijo de Chupacabra, so the son of Chupacabra at the time. Ah. So now um, I was, you know, just barely getting into business, wearing a mask character, uh, wrestling for about a year, year and a half with it. And then um, at one point, um, my trainer didn't want to be a mass character anymore. He wanted to be himself because at this time he's playing two characters. And um, at this point, I was doing Alico Dujupacabra and also a referee for Supreme Court Wrestling at the same time, unmasked. Um, but uh, I wanted to um, change my character a little bit. Um, change my character due to uh, a horrible injury that I got. Um, uh, broke the whole left side of my face. I have uh, 24 pins and four plates. Um, took a big boot, crushed my whole oval. And it was just, I, I, I blame the mask just because of like, I, I covered my eyes at the time. And mm. from there I had a fear of just wearing a mask. I didn't want to wear a mask, but I wanted to be a character. So um, what we came up with is we had a hair versus mask match, tag team match. Um, and we lost the match. So while uh, we sat in the, in the center of the ring getting demasked, um, El Chupacabra, the original, got his mask taken off and was shown to be big ugly. And then when my mask got taken off, I had eyes and teeth in, and I, from then on, was known as the El Chupacabra. Um, Big Ugly was basically there protecting me, is what the story that we went through. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, so how did this injury occur? I mean, that sounds really, really It painful. is uh, during a match, during an impromptu match in Fresno, just uh, taking a big boot. Um, I took it hundreds of times before this, and... It just crushed under my, like, right under the cheekbone, and it pushed it all the way up. It, 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 I, I looked like um, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, basically. Mm. Yeah, so you weren't in the I middle of a ring screaming sanctuary, though, right? He probably was at that point. 
Are you weren't in the middle of the ring and screaming sanctuary though, right? I mean, oh so, no, God no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sanctuary. Okay, didn't go. Um, didn't yeah, go the full uh, hunchback then. Okay. <laughs> right, right. But no, my eye just, just dropped about a half inch, um, and then like I said, it was just horrible. I was out for about six months, and um, yeah, I just uh, got a new character and just evolved it for what my trainer's trainer gave to him, and then from here on out, I just myself just changed and evolved it to what I what I personally think an El Chico cover is, because, I mean, no one can tell me what it looks like. No one can tell me what it sounds like. I can tell you what it sounds like. I can tell you what it looks like. <laughs> and it looks like me and sounds like me, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, over your long career, I noticed that um, there – there's kind of been a resurgence in Reno with wrestling, um, but uh, as for the most part, you know, a lot of your career has been in the uh, um, East Bay and uh, in the Northern California area as opposed to Northern Nevada. Uh, yes. So um, back in the day, predominantly it was Sacramento, Fresno, and um, East Bay, uh, California that were like the predominant areas of wrestling. We had um, the big names of all pro wrestling and big time wrestling back in the day in those areas. And, um, so that's, I mean, that was, you know, logical thing to do. Try to stay in the area, hone your craft, just keep a familiar name. Um, and then from there, I went up to, uh, the Pacific Northwest, um, wrestled with, uh, uh DOA, um, a lot up there. And, I, and, um, Portland wrestling, I wrestled with a lot up there. They, yeah, <laughs> oh, was, I used to uh, watch really Portland good. wrestling when I lived up there in Vancouver, Washington. That was... Oh, little known fact. I am the first ever Pacific North wrestling uh, light heavyweight champion. They had a title and everything, and I was the first one crowd. Wow. wow. Congratulations. Yes, thank you, thank you. Yeah, no, it was a real honor when they, they offered that to me. So, um, but yeah, no, I like I said, I traveled up and down the, uh, mostly the West Coast and uh, Reno and Vegas. And just like you said, there's a, a big resurgence here of uh, pro wrestling all, all through, uh, you know, Northern California, Northern Nevada. So I'm looking forward to because, uh, like I said, I used to watch Portland wrestling when it would come on to TV every uh, every Saturday night. So I'm I'm kind of hoping that you know Reno kind of gets the same thing going here, where you know with uh, uh, WWCW and Hood Slam and uh, other organizations yeah. that are around the area uh, can come in and actually have their matches televised. Uh, yes, no, I, I I'm hoping for it too. I mean, and that's that's my goal. I mean. Um, I, mean, I don't mind if I have to break kayfabe or whatever it is, but uh, I, uh, I'm part owner and I am the booker for uh, Wild West Championship Wrestling. Um, so this past uh, year and a half, um, my goal is just trying to restructure the roster, get some good storylines, um, and you know try to find a, a venue that we can continuously have shows at. Um, so I did that for, for Wild West, but then also um, I help promote and just book Hood Slam. Um, here in Reno. So it's originally from Oakland, California, um, ran by uh, Dark Sheik, um, if you've known her or heard about her. Um, she's phenomenal. Uh, she uh, allowed me to just bring the gospel of Hood Slam here to Reno and, you know, just try to expand it more with an adult atmosphere as well. So with uh, Wild West, I, I'm trying to bring in, you know, the kid atmosphere. Let's have some fun, old school, maybe 80s, 90s, 2000 kind of wrestling. Mm -hmm. And then with Hood Slam, I'm trying to bring that 21 plus and over with video games and with comic books and movie references and just, you know, just something for someone in, the, you know, the millennials and stuff that remember the stuff back in the day and like, ah, get a good chuckle. I'm like, that's good. I want, I, that was funny. I like that. You know, little, like you guys say, tongue in cheek. 
Yeah, tongue in cheek is always a good thing. That's how I we, that's how we do it on this show anyway. Right? <laughs> if you listen to the movie segment, boy, you get really get that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> so, but yes, no. I, like I said, I'm 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 happy with the, the route here in uh, in Reno. We have, like I said, Wild West uh, Championship Wrestling. We have Hood Slam Wrestling here. Um, I just did a, a lucha show over um, at Neil Road on Friday as well. Um, there's also um, All Pro Wrestling Nevada that's here. It's just it's it's great that there's you know a big resurgence of pro wrestling um, here in Reno because like when I was back in it, it was like one maybe two and it was not that big a fan base and like hello that are oh. that are wanting to see wrestling. We lost you for a second. I was like oh <laughs> oh I apologize. Like I said, I'm driving. Where am I now? I'm next to the Grand Sierra. It's probably the airport area. Uh, okay. Scoping out more areas to kind of uh, use for wrestling because Grand Sierra, I think, would be a good venue. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would love to do the Grand Sierra. <laughs> I've, I've tried to contact them many times, but you know, I guess my emails get lost or whatever. <laughs> sure, they get lost. You know, yeah, okay. Right. Um, so, WWCW presents Heartbreak Saloon is coming up Saturday, February 17th. Doors open at 2 30. The show starts at 3 p.m. At the, in Reno, Nevada. Off of Fourth yes, Street. Yes. Um, so, uh, who is on the? What are, I know that um, you're not going to be able or wrestling that evening because you're not on the card. Uh, but who yeah. is on the card to have bouts that evening? Because I seen uh, if you look at the tr- at the uh, poster, I see a good friend of the show, uh, Chase Havoc, front and center there, um, the Working Man's wrestler. Oh yes, yes, Chase Havoc. Yeah, he'll definitely be on the show there as long as his tag team partner Tyson Rain. Uh, the tag team champions for Wild West Championship Wrestling. Um, also on there, we will have um, uh, women's interim championship uh, uh, titles match with uh, Laura Frazier, who's the interim champion right now, going against uh, Jim Savani, another uh, newcomer coming into Wild Championship Wrestling. Um, she's uh, SoCal. I've seen her for a while, uh, Jim Savani. And uh, she has a promise in the future, and I think she's going to bring something to the table for Laura and the fans at uh, uh, WWCW uh, next Saturday. So I got a um, uh, yes question. Question. Uh, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, I got a, a question about in regards to uh, Wild West Championship Wrestling because um, there's another event coming up right after this one um, that's already slated, and it is. Uh, I'm trying to pull it up right now. Spring Stampede, I believe it is. Um, this, yes, that's gonna, April 13th. Yeah. So. Um, are, do you think there's going to be a lot of rivalries that are, are going to be a kind of a spurred on by the event of this Saturday and that will continue into the spring stampede? Well, you never know. I mean, whatever unfolds between these matches, I mean, there's always something that can uh, spill off to the next show going on there. I mean, that's what we always say. Stay tuned or come to the next show. Find out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, but actually, but there is actually two matches that we're doing um, to determine who's going to be the winner to advance into the uh, Outlaw Championship match that we have for Spring Champions. Um, so we have a longtime wrestler for uh, WWCW, Christian Black, uh, going up against uh, Reno's own Dreamy Drew. So whoever wins that match goes to the uh, Spring Stampede into the finals, and they will wrestle against uh, newcomer uh, Chris Nasty, who's also from SoCal. Uh, Santino's brother's uh, trained uh, wrestler. Very, very good. Had my eye on him for a while. Um, and now we have. Uh oh, lost you again. Me uh, under Mike Ray, Prince Gabriel. Um, I, I've seen Prince Gabriel for about over two years now, and I'm happy with his work as well. I can't wait for the fans to see 
especially this match between Chris Nasty and Prince Gabriel. But uh, these two matches that I both said, the winners of these matches will go on to uh, Spring Stampede, and whoever wins that will be the new Outlaw Champion. For uh, Wild West Championship yeah. Wrestler. And, and Outlaw Champion. Yes. The Outlaw Championship is very specific to the WWCW. I've never heard really an equivalent of that in any other organization. Nope. A very unique title that we have. Yes, um, yes. So. Um, if I can remember it correctly, uh, weapons can be used, but you cannot bring weapons with you. And people can come and help you, but they cannot bring weapons as well. So it's basically using everything around you as your weapon. But oh, you wow. can't bring a weapon with you. Hmm. Interesting. That's an interesting way of differentiating. Don't tell me on it. I got to go back into the rule book and check again. (laughs) I like that whole people can help you part. (laughs) (laughs) That's a cool way to differentiate it from the the standard rules of, you know, the the heavyweight championship. Yes, yes, yes. Or or the uh, tag team championship as well. Um, So uh, with WWCW Presents... Heartbreak Saloon coming up um, this Saturday. Um, so uh, there's going to be a, a, a women's match um, that uh, could decide who the new women's champion is going to be, as well as yes. a tag team match, which could decide if there's going to be new tag team champions, because we have had uh, uh, Havoc Reigns uh, together on the show before as well. Um, but I got like six seconds until I have to take a hard break. Is it okay if we uh, continue? Are you able to continue for another segment? Oh, that's perfect for me because I'm like two minutes from home. So six seconds, take your break, and we can talk right after. Perfect. All right, so don't go anywhere. We'll be talking more with El Chupacabra. He is the Wild West Championship Wrestling Champion. And uh, still got lots of so, so I got lots more questions for him, uh, and particularly from the booking of talent side. And uh, what, I got some answers. <laughs> you know, I got questions, so you have to have answers. So, <laughs> oh, hopefully, yeah. And we'll be back right after this, so don't go anywhere. More Pop Culture Booms radio show right after this. Welcome back to the Pop Culture Kaboom radio show. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture entertainment. And on the phone with us is the Wild West Championship Wrestling Champion, El Chupacabra, the Mexican world. <laughs> <laughs> So right, that's, that's, a, that's a little hood thing. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, tons of more questions for you. First off, I've never actually seen you wrestle, but uh, judging by your body build and um, what I've heard about you, um, how would you how would you classify your wrestling style? Because you got the kind of the ground and pound guys, kind of like uh, Chase Havoc um, and uh, Tyson Reigns, who are kind of like they don't do a lot of high flying kind of uh, you know. Uh, what are, what what's the best way to phrase it? Uh, high risk, uh, high reward moves. High, high risk maneuvers. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, no. Um, originally, I based myself off of lucha libre style of wrestling, and after lucha libre style of wrestling, I um, mixed in a little bit of a Japanese pro style as well because um, what you call it? My trainer loves um, Japanese wrestling. So I was like, oh, let me do that. And then after that, I was like, let me do American wrestling as well. So I just mixed like three styles into one. Wow. And, and, and it is effective. I've seen, the, I've seen the El Chupacabra take on a couple of people, and each match was brutal. Especially the, the, oh, especially yes. the retirement match against uh, Andrew Arch. Oh. oh yes, yes. The last oh. match that was a nice brutal match. That was match. a doozy. Um, that's the one where you uh, won my, the uh, my most brutal match I've ever had was uh, at Wild West Championship Wrestling was against uh, Funny Bone, and that match. 
Um, I, I, I luckily I won, but um, after that match, I had to go to the hospital. I uh, <laughs> uh, got myself split open. I had to get seven stitches above my eyebrow. I believe. Oh, oh wowzers! Yeah, yep, be... we did everything. We had thumbtacks, we had a tables, we had chairs, and uh, a chair just happened to hit me in the right spot and just made me just split open right over above my eye. Oof! Ouch. But yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, no, I've I, I've uh, evolved my character. I used to be very high flying. I used to sit there and um do a lot of just crazy out there kind of moves off the top and flips and stuff. Uh, um, in the past five years or so, I've kind of you know, evolved and changed a little bit more, more character route and stuff. But I mean, I, I still do high risk maneuvers here and there. So, but yeah, I would say, uh, I would say it was just like, you know, a mixture of what you see now with a little bit of old school. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I, I would highly recommend anybody go to a WWCW event because you will not, be bored at any point <laughs> these matches are all. these matches are awesome so and uh so higher so no, older but not wiser is what i'm getting <laughs> <Yeah. at that. laughs> my my wife really hates me because she, she sees me go out there i don't tell her anything i'm doing so with my match with funny bone i'm sitting there at the end I'm like hey babe how's it going so hey just to let you know um, I might need stitches. She's like, what? What did you do? I'm like, blame funny bone. What? <laughs> oh, joy. Um, so you do the do the high-risk maneuvers. Um, anything else? I mean, uh, um, Andrew Arch, when I had him on, when he was the uh, WC, WWCW champion, uh, he kind of said that he's kind of a utilitarian type of style. Um, he adapted his uh, wrestling depending on whom he was wrestling. Um, but now you, that you're a champion, it's kind of a different story because, you know, you're in a position where, you know, everybody wants to be where you are, uh, but doesn't envy you for where you're at because you've got a target on your back by, for everyone in, in WWCW, right? I, I've always had a target on my back. I'm El Chupacabra. I mean, why wouldn't I have a target on my back? In Wild West Championship Wrestling, I am the best. So, I mean, I expect them to look at me and be, you know, how do I take him down? How am I going to beat him? And But that's the thing is, I'm an unorthodox character. I'm different. They have to adjust to me. I, I go off the whim. I'm just like that, you know, the grass in the wind. Once it gets flown up in the air and just goes in the direction, it just does what it does. And so you're not going to be wrestling this Saturday because uh, you have, uh, uh, unfortunately, an injury, correct? I didn't know if you wanted to mention that or not. It's kind of too late No, that's now, fine. But... <laughs> no, no, I, no, that's fine. That's exactly <laughs> I don't sugarcoat things. I don't hide behind things like that. Uh, no, yes. So unfortunately, I will not be wrestling this Saturday. But the championship belt will not be on the line uh, this Saturday. Uh, about um, over past six to eight months, um, I've been wrestling with um, a torn labrum and a torn rotator cuff. Oh, um, just oh. going, pushing, you know, hard as I can. And you know, um, someone as my age of wrestling, we don't want to stop because you might not get that next booking. You might not be able to be with this promotion you might not be wrestling every weekend so you try to take every opportunity that you can possible so um i kept pushing it and pushing it until all my bookings were completed for the end of this year or last year and uh, then i decided i not decided but i finally went in went to the doctors they told me exactly what i knew um we set up a schedule for surgery happened to fall on february 16th the day before the show <laughs> Wow, but at least you'll be there. Um, do you have any uh, appearances, or does Wild West Championship Wrestling do any appearances? Because I think it'd be kind of a golden opportunity being a local wrestling organization to be at um, local cons and events. Oh yes, no, we are always open for um, 
you know, doing appearances and everything like that. Uh, contact anyone at the Wild West Championship Wrestling uh, email or the Facebook. Um, yeah, we, we like to do we can do kind of events for you for special events. We can do weddings. We can do birthday parties. We can do all of this. And I have no problem coordinating and talking to someone because if you want wrestling at your event, We'll bring it for you. Oh, a couple of years ago, they were they were at Aricon, and th- th- that was amazing. I, that, that was where I got to be a guest referee in one match. Wow, fun! I, I know that you guys oh, nice. were out at um, uh, Fragcon out in Fallon too at one point. And I think this this might have been before my time working with them, <laughs> but I heard about this. I seen the pictures of them. <laughs> um, but our next our next big step that we're working with this year is uh, Wild West and Sustain is doing a joint show together to help put on at the Taco Festival this year. So we'll be over at the J Resort. Um, putting on uh, great wrestling for Lucha Libre, Perso, American Style, Comedy, all, uh, I think it believe June 8th at the Jay Resort. Nice. Cool. Um, if you want to get a hold of him, as he said, you can go to wildwestchampionshipwrestling.net is their official website. Uh, you can also go to their Facebook page, which is Wild West Championship Wrestling, all one word on the Facebook. I, of course, am following them on the Pop Culture Boom Facebook page. So if the, when they post, it does get reposted to the Pop Culture Boom newsfeed as well. Uh, six stellar matches are set to take place in just seven days at the Bluebird in Reno. An all events bar, uh, all event, all ages event, I should say. Doors are at two thirty, and the show starts at three o'clock. Uh, and it sounds like it's going to be. And uh, Rob and I are actually going to be yes. there, and uh, we're going to be filming our first filming event for the new year for the uh, Pop Culture Boom YouTube channel. So we'll have some. Uh, hopefully, some really good interviews with some of the wrestlers. It'll be on video. It'll be fun. Oh, yes. No, yeah, please. I would, we would love to have interviews. We'd love to have, you know, a, any of that kind of stuff because, you know, any, any publicity is good publicity. Well, not really. I mean, if it gets you canceled, it's not really good <laughs> Good publicity. But... <laughs> okay, okay. I guess you can say that nowadays. <laughs> uh, uh, so what is next for you, though? I mean, uh, you're going to be out for a little bit. Are you going to be able to participate in anything from Hood Slam or for, uh, with uh, WWCW in the near future? And if so, uh, when will so, be your big return? So as of right now, I was told I am going to be off between six and ten weeks, um, supposedly depending on how rehab goes and everything like that. Um, so I, I would like to come back in eight weeks. What is that, two months? So maybe sometime in May, maybe beginning of June. I'm trying to see where I can, you know, you know where I can fit in. But I, if I have to take a little bit longer, I, I, I'm going to do it. Um, usually all the injuries I... I pushed it and I didn't, um, you know, I didn't sit down and relax to actually take my time to rest. So now is the best time I can, I think I should do it. And I'll probably come back. I think June. Yeah. So June. And you're the booker for uh, WWCW. Um, What does booking entail and what are, what kind of talent are you looking for? Um, So the reason why I'm kind of asking about that is say like if, uh, you know, some, young and inspired fan out there who's listening right now wants to uh, get into wrestling, uh, what would be, how would they go about getting into it to get even looked at? So the best way to that is find a, a reputable uh, school to go to. Um, my, me, myself, I personally don't have a school right now. Um, I'm in the works of hopefully within the next month or two, maybe getting the school going together and stuff like that. Um, if not, um, there's reputable schools in Sacramento there's another school here in Reno that you can go to. Um, there's ones in Vegas. There's ones in L.A. There's schools all over. Just make sure you find a good and reputable one. 
that will actually, um, you know, take care of you, teach you how to protect someone else, how to uh, protect yourself, how to entertain, just, you know, everything in pro wrestling. Just make sure you go to a proper school. And then from there, um, it's just your, your own business card. You just got to go out there and put your name out there and hopefully you get on the radar for a promoter. And then from there, you start getting continuous bookings. So, uh, Wild West Championship Wrestling, how many events do they put on uh, or plan on putting on this year? Because this is the first one with uh, the uh, Heartbreak Saloon. Next is the Spring Stampede. Um, are you guys going to do a I'm Your Huckleberry event again? And <laughs> Yes, yes. So, actually, um, hold on, I'm trying to find my paperwork where I can find it at. Um, but, yes, no, so the next shows we have will be every other month. Um, so on part of me booking and running Wild West Championship Wrestling and Hood Slam here, you know, um, I also help out when I can over at The Bird um, where the events are held at. So um, luckily, The Bird has been very, very, very nice to myself um, and has given me every other month um, with uh, wrestling. So this month will be uh, Wild West Championship Wrestling. Next month will be Hood Slam. Next month after that, Wild West. Next month after that, hood plan, all the way until November. Okay, so it sounds like every month there's going to be something to do down there. So either with WWCW or Hood Slam. Yes, yes. So we're going to have that going there. Um, I believe the show's names is what we have: is what Spring Stampede, I'm Your Huckleberry, um, maybe Dead Man's Hand. And I believe I'm missing one other one. I can't think off the top of my head right now. So. That's still good names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right? Dead, Man Hand, Dead Man's Hand is the uh, um, uh, Halloween one, right? I believe so. Okay. Well, sir, um, I think that pretty much covers everything. It'll be fun. I, I hope everybody will join uh, Rob and I down there at the Bluebird on Saturday, February 17th. Tickets are available. Yeah. I'm very uh, jealous that uh, I'm missing that one. You're going to be out of town, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, have to, I, have to, I have to go go out of town, and I am so jealous because I know <laughs> the WWCW puts on great shows, and I'm so sad I'm missing it. Well, you can watch it on the YouTube channel when I get it all yeah. edited up and put out there, which oh, I yeah. will. Bet I really will. will. <laughs> Bet your sweet Bippy will be you watching your heart. I, I, I am, and my fingers. So, Wild no, West champion. And, and, Go on, also, sorry. please, I, I extend the invitation to please come to the Hood Slam as well. So, the next Hood Slam show is March 15th. It's a Friday at 9 o'clock at night. And uh, it's called A Kami Got Hood Slam. It's based off A Kami Got Kill, the anime. I'm a huge anime fan. So, uh, all the shows for Hood Slam supposed to follow the anime theme. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Uh, so you, my, I, I'm, I'm, I'm extending the invitation to you guys. Come on out. Um, my treat. I want you to see what Hood Slam is all about. All right. Uh, so I will definitely look into that. And it's on a Saturday night, right? Friday. He said Friday. Oh. Friday. This one's March on a Friday. 15th. Here on after that one, they're all, everything will be Saturday. Okay. Well, I will see what I can do, but I'm usually... Friday nights are bad for me because I have to be up at 2 a.m. <laughs> so on Saturday. Which kind of sucks with a, for a social life. <laughs> social life? What is that? Exactly. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I work. I work a regular job, forty to fifty hours a week, and then I do all this other stuff. Oof. Yeah, that, you're More a busy, 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 busy man. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and, and married with four kids. So Oof. if anyone says they can't do it, they're lying. Oof. Uh, uh, I, okay. 
Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, not going to be arguing with them on this. I can't. Well, here, I, I'm not going here, to. In wrestling, here in the wrestling business, we have a lot of people that are like, you know, 20 to 30, and it's like, oh, man, I don't want to drive. I don't want to do this. I can't do that. And it's like, oh, what? You do your wife or kids? Oh, I don't got those. Then what's your issue? Yeah. If you want to go and be better about yourself, you got to push yourself. If I'm doing it with everything that I have around me in my life, you can do it. Exactly. Well, sir, I am uh, close to the end of this uh, segment as well. I do appreciate you being on here. I look forward to meeting and doing a video interview with you on Saturday. Yes, yes, it'll be fun. If I'm a little out of it, blame the jug. (laughs) Don't don't, don't let the teeth freak you out while you're talking to them. Oh, it won't. I hang around with vampires. So (laughs) So do I. My best friend's Gangrel. Really? Yeah, no, he's actually coming up here for the June 8th show. He'll be on the Taco Festival show. So, but no, I've awesome. been in for about 20 years as well. So, you know, awesome he, guy. He's always awesome talking guy. about, uh, yeah, Rob? No. Really? No. Uh, he, was, he, he was in the WWE, well, back when it was the WWF. He had the blonde hair and the vampire Part of the things. brood. He, he, part of the, yeah. And he'd wear the white, fluffy uh, oh, pirate shirt. Oh, okay, okay. You remember Game mm-hmm. Girl? Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, he is awesome. He's one of my favorite guys to ever be around. Like, he's just always phenomenal. But yeah, no, he he'll be here in June, and uh, yeah, no, I have vampires too. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sir. Well, I look forward to and everybody go check it out. Wild West Championship Wrestling is going to be live at the Bluebird in Reno on this Saturday, February seventeenth at two thirty. Is doors three o'clock is the show, and uh, seven matches. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of championships on the line, and a lot of action to be had. All right, sir. Well, thank you very much, and I look forward to seeing you, and you take care of yourself. Thank you. Thank you. I look forward to seeing you on Saturday. All right. Have a good evening. Okay. So we only got like eh, about 45 seconds until we have to take this last break. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I, I am so jealous that you guys get to go to this next show because uh, I, I went to like four or five shows in a row, and they were all awesome. I have not been to a wrestling show in a long, long time. Myself so. either. So. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I, you will not be disappointed. That no, I, I know, I know. I mean, I, like I said, when I uh, Portland wrestling, and no, no, I went to a couple of WWE matches or WWF back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, in uh, when I lived in the uh, South San Francisco Bay Area, uh-huh. so. That was always fun. I anyway, a few of the it is time for that hard break. So we will be back with more Pop Culture Kaboom's radio show right after this. So don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the Pop Culture Kaboom radio show. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture entertainment. Yeah, Tony's a Broncos fan. He even put on here, uh, good luck, 49ers. <laughs> His horrible Super Bowl prediction was 49ers. What he wanted was 49ers, 56, Chiefs, 3. <laughs> what he thought would happen was San Francisco, 49ers, 34, Chiefs, 32. Yeah, it was not a very high-scoring game at all. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Everybody call it, it would be close, but... Yes, uh, somehow uh, the Chiefs won in, in the first uh, overtime game in my recent memory, anyway, or my memory, anyway. All right, so uh, created by Emily Andras and based on Bo Smith's comic book series, Sci-Fi's Melanie Scrofani, starring Wyona Earp, was one of the shows with a passionate fan base that you knew would keep the franchise alive no matter what. 
Unfortunately, that theory was put to the test in April of 2021 when the series finale, Old so- Old Souls, hit Erper's screens. Uh, but don't think for one second that the fans were going to let the series ride off into the sunset. Oh, no. As we inch closer to the three-year anniversary of the series finale, Erpers, and that is such a dumb name for fans, Erpers. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like Star Wars fans are called Warzies. I mean, are what? Warzies. Warzies? Yeah, I mean, there are some really dumb names for some fandoms yeah, out there. Yeah, who comes up with this stuff? Uh, are as active as ever online and on social media to keep hope alive. Well, that hope came when free ad-supported streaming service Tubi and Andrus hit up social media with an image of a Winona Earp Funko Pop vinyl figure and the cover page of something titled Winona Earp Vengeance. Along with the image was a heads up that fans would really want to check out Vanity Fair's Twitter slash X account. With just, how long are they going to call it Twitter slash X? I mean, I, I think it's going to forever be X slash Twitter. Because X is the new name, but everybody like yeah, X is just so generic that you know, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, whatever. And not everybody has the ability to input that weird font that they have for their logo as you know, <laughs> yeah. the X. So X dot com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tilty X. Yeah, with a weird two X like lines through one of the yeah yeah. I don't know. <laughs> with Andros teasing that Tubi just became our new favorite network. So what was the big deal? Uh, Tubi and Andros are teaming up for the scripted 90-minute special Winona Earp Vengeance um, with the whole cast returning. Uh, Tim Rosanna as Doc Holliday, Scarfano as Winona, uh, Dom Provost Chalkley as Weaverly, Waverly Earp and Catherine Barl as Nicole Hot are returning with more names expected. Pablo Brosman will direct the special, which started started starts filming around Calgary soon and will come out in late 2024. That's impressive that they got the whole original cast back. I know. For, for stuff like this, there's usually at least one or two outliers that don't, that won't return. Well, those four mm-hmm. were the only real cast. No, the um, who was the. Uh, werewolf guy um the special agent that came in uh it doesn't say he's returning did he die in the series because i stopped watching it after a while because i was gonna I say yeah, i can't up. remember yeah <laughs> so <laughs> nice to know i'm not the only one so news comes out on the television side of the earnings report for the first fiscal quarter of this year with the walt disney company's CEO Bob Iger in the mood to make fans of Disney Plus's live-action series adaptation of award-winning author Rick Raridan's Percy Jackson novels. That's right. After strong reviewing numbers and a passionate social media presence, Iger confirmed that the series will be back for a second season. The first season of Percy Jackson and the Olympians was streamed for over 110 million hours across Disney Plus and Hulu. Uh, talk taking into consideration the season's overall runtime, that uh, adds up to roughly 20.6 million total views. While wow. further, su- which further suggests that interest viewership grew over the course of the season. Um, I can't wait to bring the next season of Percy Jackson to Disney Plus. The Sea of Monsters shared Raritan in a statement. Percy Jackson is on a dangerous quest, outrunning monsters and outwitting gods. 
He must journey across America to return Zeus's master bolt and stop an all-out war. After losing his mother, Percy is sheltered at Camp Half-Blood, a sanctuary for demigod children. He must prove himself and confront his origins once he discovers he, too, is a demigod. And we'll t- well, didn't he already know that? Isn't he like Poseidon's son or something? Yes, yeah, something. he is, yeah. Okay, well, that means you're a demigod. I mean, mm-hmm. you're. Well, yeah, but I think he, here's the thing. Of- with Piercy Jackson, he doesn't want to be a demigod. That's the whole thing. Like he's, like it, he's like, why? It's stupid. He's like, why can't we just be nor? You know, like, because that's not how it works. I know, but like <laughs> he's, you know, he's he's trying to be like you know the common man amongst the demigods. You know, oh blah blah boo. Yeah, but boo. it's great. I'm sorry. I love. I absolutely love the entire Percy Jackson series. Okay, yeah, but we on, on him for having that. Attitude. And I love yeah. the movies. Okay, I yeah. really like the TV show. Okay, so yeah, but put on him for having that attitude. I mean, yeah. you get the ability to do something, man. Take advantage. He of grows it. over time. It's part of his arc. <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately, <laughs> they, they're going to have to recast Zeus because yes. the, the, in the season finale, the big reveal. Oh, was Zeus was being played by Lance Reddick, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. Lance Reddick passed away. Yeah. Yep, that is a recasting. Um, same with yeah. Ahsoka, season two going forward. I mean, yeah, the guy who played Balin Skull. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, ben, yeah. He, he did a good job, too. Yeah, he I did. Oh, I was but, hoping, like, because that was so, it, they, like, ended it on such a cliffhanger, and it's like, oh, yes. There's so many possibilities we can go from here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, yeah. I'm, I bet you he'll be forgotten in that other universe. Or that other no, galaxy. from what I understand, they are recasting. Oh, well. And uh, we'll take off into the perils of pursuing enemies in search of the underworld with the help of his questmates, Annabeth and Grover. The yep. Muppet? No. <laughs> oh. no Grover, the, he's a satyr. The, the Muppet would be far more awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to see Grover on screen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Percy's journey will lead him closer to the answers he seeks. How to fit into a world where he feels out of place. And, well, that's why you got those powers, buddy. And if he'll ever see his mom again, no, she died. And if he can ever find out who he's destined to be. Uh, the son of Poseidon. <laughs> no, they're all like, oh, my gosh. I'm just doing it to mess I with know. you now. <laughs> <laughs> you made it too easy. <laughs> But it is nice to see you that you know you're so you're so into this. I, lo- I, I, I like lo- seeing you I, in, I a van- in your Jackson. fandom mode. Hey, I love Percy Jackson. It was great. <laughs> All right, Predator fans are about to experience a new era after the success of Prey. A new Predator film titled Badlands is on the way, and Prey director Dan Trekensberg is back to direct as well. Like Prey, he broke the story with writer Patrick Ayson. Who will write the script? This is, however, not a sequel to Prey, but according to The Hollywood Reporter, it will take place in the future. It will star a female lead. Other projects set in the franchise are being planned, with Prey 2 being banded, band, banded, band, I-E-D. Bandied. Bandied about as, oh, banded about as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Badlands is set to go into production in July. The Predator franchise contains seven films and countless comics, video games, novels, toys, and more. The original 1987 film is considered a crowning achievement in action filmmaking and starred Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, Jesse Ventura, and more. The sequels never really lived up to that one, especially the crossover film with the Alien franchise. Yeah, they're kind of garbage. I like those. 
they're based off the loosely, loosely based off of the comic book from no, Dark I know, Horse but Comics. I like but yeah, well, the they comic were great book was movies so to just lose yourself into. <laughs> yeah, toning them down to PG thirteen was definitely a mistake. Yeah. That's why you got to watch the unrated versions. Yeah. The comic book was so much better. No, but they're great me. movies for when you just want to like turn on an alien predator or predator movie, but you're not like really yeah. care about the plot. You know, yeah, you, watch <laughs> you just want to watch. Yeah, you, you go you in and watch. Stuff I mean, in all up. honesty, it has some great kills. You know, so like, you know, <laughs> yeah. If you don't care for the plucky humans, they're great movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And I never care for the plucky humans except for Godzilla's minus one. <laughs> but 2022's Prey broke new ground and reinvigorated the franchise for a new generation. If lead Amber Midthunder returns for the proposed sequel, she will be the first to lead more than one film in the franchise, which is true. There are at least five Avatar films that have already been confirmed, and who knows how many more are in development, even though we're, we've only seen two so far. However, given the success that the franchise has garnered for both entries, along with their extensive production requirements, we can understand why it's important to trust the process. No, we can't. So with that in mind, and a 2025 release on the horizon, how far along are the upcoming entries? During a recent interview with Screen Rant, filmmaker James Cameron was asked about the status of the new Avatar entry, where he suggests that everything's falling into place. Cameron explains it's pretty much in the can. We're shooting pickups on Avatar 3, which is just filling in the last 2 or 3%, and we've also got live-action pickups in June. That's another couple percent. We've got another about a quarter of Avatar 4 in the can. We're post on Avatar 3 and now doing a doing the VFX, which is an enormous job. Yeah, it's like 99% of your movie. Right. I'll need every second between now and then to get it done. But you're not doing it. You're having somebody else do it. Uh, Cameron didn't elaborate on the extensive team involved telling, see, telling the publication that tech has reached the point where now we're, we're where it's really what we need. We make little improvements as we go along, but we're there. The whole point is we jumped back. That's why we spent seven years building to it and four years shooting the two films together. It's not about the technology, but about the minds and eyes of the computer artists. It's a very, very creative process. It's artistry. (laughs) It's almost like that SpongeBob made artistry. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, where was I? Thousands of people are involved and conducting... Oh, I can just imagine what the post-credit scenes on that is going to look like. Uh, conducting the orchestra to get it all pitch perfect right now. Avatar 3 is currently expected to be released on December 19th, 2025. Avatar 4 will be released on December 21st, 2029. Dang. Yeah, they shot both these films together four years ago. Why? <laughs> I mean... Dang. Yeah, that's way too long between movies. Four years between those two films alone. I mean, wasn't when was the first Avatar out? Uh, um, long time ago. Yeah, it was the first like, real it's been 3D over 10 movie years. that was released. I think it was. It's been. I want to say like fifteen years, twenty years. It came out in two thousand and nine. And to the yeah, second so part of that, years. yeah, woof. Yeah. Yeah, it was the first real 3D movie, I think. He's going to be leaving. Well, he used he he actually invented a new 3D for it. Yeah. is what it was, because he 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 created everything for it to make the movie yeah. possible. But still, I mean, James Cameron, uh, seriously. Well, like, and only somebody like James Cameron could get away with something. No, yeah, like that. no, seriously, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's 
unbelievable. Well, but still, that much time. But I mean, it's, uh, it's like the, the I last know, of us. I don't think well, any of us it's are not even on anybody's well, radar. Right I, from now what I understand, the next so one is supposed to involve fire, 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 fire. <laughs> so, like, maybe that's you know, like where maybe he might be having trouble with you know, the FX and stuff like that. Because I mean, for the last one with the underwater, they had to build that whole new tank and. They all had to learn how to free dive. And... <laughs> nice. A big thank you to our guest, Wild West Championship Wrestling Champion, the Mexican Werewolf, El Chupacabra. Check out all things Mexican Werewolf, El Chupacabra at the Hood Slam Wrestling site, www.birdswillfall.com, and Wild West Championship Wrestling's website, Wild West Championship Wrestling, all one word, .net. And also check out the Mexican Werewolf El Chupacabra's Facebook page with all guests on the Pop Culture Kaboom radio show. Pop Culture Kaboom follows and or likes them on Facebook depending on what options are available. So as they post about their careers and projects, it is reposted to Pop Culture Kaboom's newsfeed. So at the very least, like and follow Pop Culture Kaboom on Facebook to keep up with all of Pop Culture Kaboom's radio show's guests. Shows guests. Next week, the Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show will not only have for you the latest news and information from the Seven Pillars of Pop Culture Entertainment, our special rescheduled guest is filmmaker, co-founder, and CEO of Storm King Productions and Queen of Terror, Sandy King Carpenter. We'll be talking with Sandy King Carpenter about Storm King Productions' lineup of books, con appearances, television productions, film productions, and everything else Storm King Productions is doing in 2024, as long as it doesn't violate any of those pesky NDAs. Thank you all for tuning in tonight, and please continue supporting Pop Culture Kaboom by listening to Pop Culture Kaboom's radio show live every Sunday night. And if you missed any part of the live show, check out Pop Culture Kaboom's po- podcast, produced by 97 and Now Productions, on your favorite podcast platform. And not only get this episode, but also previous episodes, and there will be some bonus material that will be coming up as well. Subscribe to Pop Culture Kaboom's podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Also, give it a like and a follow to Pop Culture Kaboom on Facebook for everything you want, everything you need from Pop Culture Entertainment Daily. And subscribe to Pop Culture Kaboom's YouTube channel for video interviews from events we have and will be attending. On behalf of Quizmaster Scott from Sporkle Pub Quiz, Samuel at Galaxy Theaters in Carson City, Tony Sanfilippo of Filippo's Horrible Reviews, our guest Wild West Championship Wrestling Champion Mexican Werewolf El Chupacabri, KNBC, Spencer, Rob, and I. Thank you for your continued support and to, for tuning in tonight. We will talk with you again right here live next Sunday, 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time, 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern Time, anytime during the week on Facebook and via email. So until next Sunday, stay safe, stay healthy, and peace out, Wabbits. <laughs>